When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When Forbidden Door instantly sells out and makes some verified asshole on Twitter look like an idiot, that's a monster pop. Hey everybody, I'm Reclaim Joey, Twitch streamer and former professional wrestler. I'm flanked here by Mr. Student of the Game, D Straight Man. How are you doing? Doing okay, man, but you're talking about my uncle on Twitter. What's going on? <laughs> oh, is that him? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. I'm doing well, man. Hope springs eternal and everything. We've got that uh, seasonal optimism going on. Hell yeah, man. There's some cool stuff coming up, right? Yeah, dude. And also flanked by Dr. Destruction, PhD, actual doctor, actual PhD. Definitely not kayfabe. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Semester's over. Grades are in. I am clear for another week. <laughs> and then it's back to the grind. Hell yeah. And together we are the Monster Pop Podcast. Man, what a crazy week we have today. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, lots of Wait, we have a whole week just today? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Oh, what did I say that wrong? What did I say? I said we got a crazy week today. Oh, we got you a crazy what? week to talk about today. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Doc's free week. You know, just turned, you know. It's gone. It's already over. Sorry, <laughs> you know, sometimes words are just really hard. It's like the <laughs> hardest true. thing ever. Like, we're, and we're re- we're recording early too. You yeah, know? we're we're fucking early morning Joe. Straight like up, the coffee hasn't even kicked in. Honestly, I like it this way. Just get it done and um, have the whole day to think about the stupid shit we said. So, Doc, <laughs> one one week, and then you, what's coming up? You're starting like the the summer semester. Yeah, this is summer semester. To be fair, it's a lot less work. It's just purely like grading some stuff, and it's actually a video game class, which I mean is a little bit more educational than it sounds. But yeah, so that's so like actually looking, to, it's what was that? So is the textbook how to win at video games? <laughs> no, not exactly. It's like kind of like just connecting like sort of the uh, concepts of video games with like actual like real things. Like you connect it with like a bit of like game theory and like rational choice, mm. different stuff about I society, could, things like that. I want to attend the lecture on Qbert from that perspective. Yeah, there you go. Now you're showing like, your age. Know. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> You know, this time of year, you know, we're recording in May, and I still get that. I was just talking about having that seasonal optimism. I still get that from when I was a schoolboy, you know, and you would have, you would look in your backpack or in your desk, and you'd see all those papers and books in there that you've been just carrying around all year, and you realize that these are about to become trash. And that <laughs> teacher, that teacher that's been fucking with me all year, I'm not going to have to deal with them anymore. And you know what? It wasn't a big deal anyway. What was, what was I even upset about? And everything just starts to heal itself. And I still get that feeling this time of year. It's crazy. But then the actual summer hits and then, you know, I realize I'm an adult and, you know, life still is. Yeah, there's no uh, no. no change <laughs> or renewal for you. That's that's right. Yeah. You know, I know this is not related to pro wrestling at all, but it's kind of important that I saw that UFOs were trending this morning. Oh, Okay, and uh, it turns out that the Pentagon of Statlander was uh, <laughs> yeah Statlander. Was yeah. So <laughs> are you uh, coming home, Joey? No, Pentagon officials are scheduled to testify in front of a, a House of Intelligence subcommittee next week regarding unexplained aerial phenomenon, more commonly known as unidentified flying objects. We're about to get people testifying. Pentagon officials oh, testifying. I want to have Pinta oh, Obscura shit. testify. Do you, have, <laughs> do you think they have pro wrestling like on other planets? Well, have you seen? Uh, ooh, I can't believe I'm about to make a Star Trek reference Uh-oh. on this show and fucking 
that's really going to make us fucking, that's really going to slot us somewhere. I don't want to be slotted, but remember that like arena episode of Star Trek where they fucking beam down and get captured and are forced to fight in that like to the death fucking alien uh, tournament or whatever? I can remember honestly that? say I've never seen that. I'm glad to hear you say that, but listen, <laughs> you're going to watch one episode. You're going to watch one episode of that show. Uh, it should be that. Got you. So yeah, my, my answer is yes. Also, the movie Arena. Come on, dude. Yeah, they I've have never seen it. I've never seen Arena. Planets. Oh, are you saying are you, are you saying that's proof? That's fucking proof, man. That, that you think? I mean, movie. Listen, as as the guy who installed the floor in my house told me the other day, there's a lot of truth to those movies. <laughs> like just them movies like that's it like no specific yeah. movies like you know them movies they say they tell a lot of truth hey exactly where do you think all those ideas come from he told me he was talking about resident evil by the way <laughs> okay oh my god at, at what point you did you like consider like you know what maybe we should get a different guy to install the flooring <laughs> well did he reinforce uh, your floors for the zombie apocalypse i guess <laughs> but no exciting stuff about ufos Hey, there is some stuff to look forward to. UFO news, and hopefully it has something to do with the impending conquering of humanity. And we've got some great wrestling coming up between Capital Collision and AEW pay-per-view coming up. Really awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought I think it's really awesome that they uh, they sold out uh, super fast. There was this uh, guy on Twitter, and I, I, I mentioned it in the intro. Was it the one who said that no woman would buy it because there's no woman on the guard? <laughs> No, it's not even him. So it was this verified guy. He's supposed to be like some kind of ratings analytics guy. And uh, forgive me because I don't have the actual tweet here. I don't even remember where, like, who it was or where to find it. But I saw it on Reddit. I think I, you know what? I actually posted it in our pro wrestling chat. But um, the guy was like, he was talking about how New Japan is a niche of a niche of a niche within a niche, and that it wouldn't sell. It would. They'll have trouble selling it out. And it turned out to be an instant sellout. So, uh, yeah, he looks like a fool. What, what building are they running in? What's the capacity there? Are we- I believe, I, be, I want to say it's, is it 15K? They're running in Chicago and they're running at the, uh, I think they sold 11K on the presale day and they held some back for the. Uh, and they sold those out too. Yeah. They, and they sold. They're yeah, in the they United sold- Center again. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. So like 11, 12K or something maybe. I know the capacity there is probably bigger, but you know, wrestling events is—it's not going to be the same as like a basketball game. Or yeah, something. true, it's true. Just, yeah, yeah, because like you know, out. you have a lot of like stuff taken up by like the yeah. ring and the stage and stuff like that. So this guy looks like an absolute clown. He uh, he was he he like posted like graphs and like stats and all sorts of stuff to like try to prove his point, and he just looks oh, like an man. absolute fool. I thought that was pretty freaking funny. Wrestling yeah, for is basket for basketball. Real quick, they have the capacity of. Uh, 2300 or 20 uh, uh, 23,000 rather good yeah, lord yeah. so that's, that's a big insane. old building okay but obviously yeah like wrestling you know like there's like that you know whole uh almost quarter of like that's just taken up by like you know the backstage area and stuff like that so yeah obviously capacity is definitely reduced for a show you got to black out some seats to kayfabe a little bit if you don't expect to sell you know that many and you can always open some up mm you know yeah well i mean it's time to face it like wrestling is hot right now and uh and it's in its way i mean it's not getting like the three to five million whatever the fuck people uh in the ratings or anything but a lot of people have cut the cord a lot of people are watching online and i hate to say it but there's people that even watch it um 
like on pirated websites and things like that. There's a lot of fucking wow. people. They're watching it on their on their streaming services and like the TNT apps and the fight TVs and stuff like that. And like ratings aren't going to capture everything and all the attention that professional wrestling is getting or any TV show for that matter. Mm-hmm. And wrestling's hot right now. It's it's on the upswing. It's hot and there's a there's it's it's crazy because there's a lot of people that are uh not even renewing their contracts are getting offered guaranteed money and they're turning down contracts and they're out there and they're free agents. And, um, you know, there was a lot of them this week, like, uh, Willie Mack and Stu Grayson, they decided not to, to resign with the company as that they were working for. And, you know, Ninja Mac is over there at Noah and Candice LeRae was let go. And there's a, um, I think she, her contract just expired, which was oh, kind yeah. of surprising. Cause usually they like, give like a medical extension because like mm-hmm. she was you know pregnant and off tv for a bit and, got you did they decide um, not did she turn down uh like a, another contract offer or did they just let it re- expire um mike i don't know for sure my guess it, it sounds like probably like that she just didn't renew so like gotcha. you know her husband johnny gargano obviously didn't renew he's a free agent so yeah i guess Can- she's just following suit candace is a hundred percent a hundred percent going to AEW. Hundred percent. They want. Her I wouldn't bad. expect it for a while, just because like she did just you know have a kid. Right. But, yeah. Know, I think one hundred percent eventually she's going. If she's wrestling anymore, she's hundred percent. She's very good friends with the Bucks. She was. A, well, that's she gonna was be a, her gimmick. She's she's gonna wrestle wrestle with like the papoose on with the baby, <laughs> the baby on it. <laughs> oh my god! Honestly, I know it's comedy and goofy shit, but I would love to see somebody wrestle with a papoose and like just like a like a little fucking like like a like a fake baby in there and it's just fucking flailing around while they're doing moves the, the camera cuts yeah. to the rafters you know where darby and sting normally are hanging out and a spotlight hits yeah. it's just snitsky up there watching the match <laughs> yeah. menacingly yeah. can you imagine like somebody wearing one of those and like doing the flare flop and stuff like that with the fake baby <laughs> oh in it god. oh my god <laughs> the, the cabbage patch um, kid <laughs> yeah you know what you mentioned johnny gargano i dude i don't hear anyone talking about Oh, where's Gargano? Where's where's he can land? You know, yeah, I don't hear that no, talk. I mean, yeah, I mean, he could go. People are done. People are over him. I don't know if people are over him. I just think that like people assume like he's gonna go to AEW as well. But, yeah, I think uh, that's the knows? assumption, and he's yeah. also made it very clear. He's like, oh yeah, I'm a free agent for now, and he just wants to enjoy free agency. So I guess there's not like that level of urgency that it necessarily was with some other people. I don't know. But I haven't seen him pop up on any indie bookings or anything, has he? Uh, not yet. No, I don't think so. Oh, there's has this he? upcoming one. Um, I think this week actually, Baltimore Celeb. Oh, is he wrestling? Is that, on that, even, is that, is that a that, that looks like a signing? Oh, look, Ninja Mac is on there too. I guess he'll be back uh, maybe from Japan. It is a sign. I don't know. Um, yeah, like because I, like I found this when we were looking at Ninja Mac stuff because we weren't yeah. sure if he was like how long this he was going to be in Japan. This is probably some straight up meet and greet stuff. It could be, yeah. Yeah, they're using a lot oh, of people. Go, we're going, right? I mean, no. <laughs> Baltimore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The one who would we okay on this on this like poster? Who do you want to meet the most? If you wanted to like say hello to somebody, let's see. I think I'd, I'd want to say hello to uh, Will Hobbs. I think Will Hobbs would be uh, cool. Hey, bud. Hey, dude. What's going on, man? How's it going? Maybe me, Hobbs or Gargano. I guess. Those are probably mm. my top. Picks. Not Ninja Mac. I like Ninja Mac, but I mean, like, it's kind of like you know, like, what is. 
Like, what kind of star cred does like that bring you? Like, I met Ninja Mac. Like, well, you never know. He's over in he's over in Noah. Like, like doing big things now. He's oh, he got, maybe he we'll signed see. there as one of their uh, regular. I guess green, you know. Uh, yeah, it'd be. It'd I almost be cool said Gringos. Can you cut that out? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I meant to say Gaijin. I said Gringo. I'm not. I'm not cutting. I'm not. <laughs> no, cutting you should out. probably cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Gaijins, he's one of the regular guys over there. Noah, uh, he's definitely going to be uh, over there, like learning and getting better. Oh my god! To be fair, I guess yeah, it'd be cool. Like you, you met him before he was like a really big deal. Mm-hmm. You should get that on a shirt. Yeah, I knew Ninja, <laughs> I Ninja Mac before he was, before he was huge. a really big deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the one that says the one that says Nia Jax is literally my favorite wrestler. Oh my god! So like, aren't, aren't, you, aren't you supposed to get that shirt still? Uh, I don't know. I think I already own the worst wrestling shirt ever. I think I, sh- I showed it to y'all in the pro wrestling. Should we start a Discord for Monster Pop and invite fans to come in there and we talk wrestling with everybody in there? And I think we maybe sh- should do that at some point. I think that'd be cool. That'd be fun at some Have point. Have a Discord well, in there. And then, uh, listeners, you want to ask for it. Yeah, yeah. Let us know if uh, that's something that you guys are interested, you guys and girls are interested in. Um, and we're going to have a channel. And if we do create that Discord, we'll have a channel. Um, called greased up puds no i don't know definitely not (laughs) jesus christ what the fuck (laughs) there's so much you're not you're just making it hard on yourself all this shit to cut out i don't think any of it's gonna get cut i lost my i lost my fucking train of thought here uh what was i saying right before you own the worst wrestling shirt already oh yeah oh yeah and it's like i used to have that like like subscribe to the wrestling crate the pro wrestling tees wrestling crate and it's not bad it's kind of cool and like I think I got one cool shirt out of it, and they always send like a limited edition shirt, but they're always so shit. They're always so bad. Ninety percent of wrestling shirts are really, really rough. Yeah, in terms of design. honestly, you're right. And so, but I have one, and it's a uh, you know remember like the Southpaw Regional Wrestling, like um, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson did those characters, like Chad Too Bad and uh, and uh, Sex Ferguson. Yeah, and, uh, I yeah yeah, and like um, so I have like a shirt and it's really fucking bad. Uh, it's blue. It's light. It's like baby blue, and it has them on it. And the the art is just so atrocious. Uh, it's absolutely <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And it says um, and it has like Chad Too Bad yelling on it, and it has their heads, and it says "Brother Me Softly" in yellow on it. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Can I have that? Yes, you can. You uh, you can have it. You can use it as a nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> you can Holy absolutely shit. have it. It's so bad, man. Oh my god. What's the but, worst like, it's, wrestling? It's kind of supposed to be bad, right? Like, I mean, isn't that kind of the whole gimmick behind those characters, anyways? I don't know if it's supposed to be this bad. <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> I, but I, with that said, I love bad wrestling shirts, but I don't ever want to wear one. Is there a bad wrestling shirt blog? Because they could go on into perpetuity. Honestly, they could. We always put po- like every once in a while we always post our favorite bad wrestling shirts. Like maybe famous- maybe we should become that blog too. Like, maybe we should. Maybe like, we, we should. just like yeah. tweet out pictures of really awful wrestling shirts. That'd be cool. Yeah, and do an in- Instagram account or something. We it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a tough account to run. What are some of hey, the? Well, you mentioned. Oh, uh, go ahead. What man. are some of the famous ones? So I know that there's the famous AJ Jizz shirt where it's like. It says AJ Styles, but it's like in like drippy white font. font. Yeah, and then like there's the there's the Rikishi the one. APA. Oh yeah, always pound an ass bar and grill. Yeah, <laughs> and the fucking uh, the Rikishi one where like his it's his ass on the back, so it's supposed to look like your ass. That one's insane. <laughs> I can't believe that oh one exists. God. And then of course there's the Buff Bagwell one where he's just like posing straight into the camera. 
you mentioned wrestling being on an uptick right now mm-hmm. and the New Japan AEW event selling out quick. I find it hard to believe that that is coincidental to the IWGP heavyweight tag team championship belts being put on Chase Owens and Bedlam. Oh, my Ballet. God. Oh, my God. I mean, we didn't really talk about this last week when they actually you know won them, but I was like literally like when I saw that, I'm like, you know, we... The, the week prior, we had talked about how, you know, from a Booker standpoint, it makes sense to maybe hot potato, like, one belt every so often. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I saw that. I'm like, apparently with New Japan, their goal is to just hot potato every other belt besides well, the big one. Well, here's the thing. Um, it, it is a weird choice. And it might even, like you said, it might, it might even be a hot potato thing. It might be just a transitional thing. They clearly want to do something with Chase Owens. They re-signed him, right? The guy's growing. He's not terrible, and maybe they can do something there. I don't know. He does look what a, a glowing different. review. Well, okay, so I mean, he 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 <laughs> came out to um to, to like when uh when Tanahashi won the U.S. title, he came out and it looked like he was going to be the challenger, but he introduced Juice, but he stood there like kind of toe to toe teasing like a match with Tanahashi for the U.S. title. Like they have plans for this guy. I can tell you that. I can tell you right. You can tell right now that they do. That's just that's how their booking works. It's a little long term, but like they, they clearly have plans for Chase and <laughs> Bad Luck Fale. You know, um, I, I think our question's not so much that they have plans for him as that why should they have plans for him? I don't know. Like I said, like maybe they believe in him. Maybe there's something that they see in him. Maybe they feel like he can serve a purpose. And uh, I mean, Fale is not. Uh, he's not really the best wrestler, but um, he is somebody that they've they've used in in a prominent spot in the past and. He's kind of played spoiler in like the G one. Like he's got some big wins on him, so it does. It's it's not like they. It, it, I don't feel like the this the win them winning the titles um, makes the titles lack any credibility or anything like that. If anything, in New Japan they have bigger names than uh, who they won them from. So really, maybe not, maybe not Chase Owens, but but Bad Luck Fale, I'd say yeah. Just because they, they took it off Jeff Cobb and Great Okan, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and neither of oh. them have uh, the, the wins that that uh, Bad Luck Fale has had. I mean, he's beaten I mean, everybody. At, he's beaten Jeff Okada. Jeff Cobb beat almost everyone but Okada in the last G1. He had a record-setting run in the G1. Yeah, like. and, and, and you know who has beaten Okada and all the same people? Bad Luck Fale. In, yeah, over like He's years. beaten Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, he has huge wins on him. I don't know. I don't buy it. I'm not saying he's better. I mean, Jeff Cobb is clearly like a hundred times better. I'm just saying, like, as far as like name power in New Japan, I think that Fale does. It's just yeah, just from the last like three or four years, they've just backed off of him beating anybody. That's true. That's so well, it he seems has, weird. He's hardly been on TV. He has, he's been training. And he hasn't people. been around. Yeah, he hasn't been around on TV too much. And then COVID affected that. But yeah. even before that, they kind of backed off of him getting those big wins. He has a it seemed like that 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 had kind of come to an end. Maybe yeah, he's a. He he has a um I think he's running like a school now after school tutoring though not not a wrestling school this is because I know that's probably what you think I so to, it I did to... it did hit me though so we know that like the Forbidden Door has like sort of this Bullet Club undisputed elite theme right did these guys win the belts so that they'll have a match at Forbidden Door are we With really going to get Chase Owens a Bad Luck Fale versus I, I don't know like. I don't think so. There's still Jungle like, Boy and <laughs> Luchasaurus and they no, slept the belts. No, 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 no chance. I, I don't I don't know if it'll I don't know if, if Forbidden Door is even gonna be about title versus title matches. I don't think that's what the point of the show is. But Sure, but I'm just like wondering, like, you know, like if you're putting them in this spot, does that mean you're gonna 
with them in a match. I doubt it. I mean, maybe they maybe they will be in a match, but who knows? But I, I don't think that it's going to be that. Like, it's it made more sense to me to put the belts on Gallows and Anderson. To me, yeah, yeah, yeah that would make way more sense. Yeah, unless I mean they're more. I mean they're more of a you know established tag team, obviously. But unless like you know they're not committed to working in Japan, you know even part time. Like if it's like if they showed up there and they're just going back to Impact or whatever, I get it. But they're also teasing that was it Carl Anderson was gonna maybe challenge for like the never open weight belt also. So I, I can see that too. Well, I mean, Carl, I think when, he is when, challenging for well, it. Well, when, when Carl okay. when Carl Anderson and I know they're a tag team, they're like a well known tag team. But when Carl Anderson was at the end of his New Japan run, he was pretty much the leader of. Um, I mean, for a while, I think it was like around like the AJ Styles time and stuff like that. He was technically the leader of the Bullet Club, not AJ Styles. AJ Styles was the biggest star, but he was technically the leader. He was the mouthpiece, and he was, like, becoming a single star. He made it to the finals of the G1. Like, he um, he was being pushed as a singles guy towards the end of his run in New Japan before. So I could see them, like, picking up yeah. where they left off with him, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess they had, like, that big opportunity and stuff like that. They're big on taking those big paychecks. Man, y'all see this fucking gif of, uh, of, of Kano fucking setting his leg on fire and kicking this dude? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty cool i'm telling you man like we, we need to check out like Noah, ninja, no. yeah we like ninja mac on this show mm-hmm. and my snap judgment of him was like oh you know this guy's really athletic but it's really goofy it's almost like mm-hmm. a comedy thing but my opinion of him changed over the last year and i think he's really got something is it because of blood sport no no even before blood oh, sport. okay but that was a lot of fun but it's it's been over the last year. My opinion of him has kind of changed, Look. and it's like, okay, yeah, this guy's. I think he's really got something as a junior. I did anyway. too. And yeah. uh, you know, we obviously watched Noah in the, you know, the heyday of Noah, and not really since. And we talked about the Wrestle Kingdom Night Three, quote unquote, the Noah versus yeah. JPW, and. Um, there's a lot of multi-man matches, and that allows them to protect people. Mm-hmm. You know, give the weakest link the pin from the strongest link on the other team, and you know, protect your promotions and things. But um, what did you what did you guys think about that from a Noah talent standpoint? I mean, do you think they're they're pretty well stacked? Oh yeah, the, it looked yeah. there. There were people that definitely stood out, and the only thing I'll say about that to kind of like you know, not not to undermine it, but like I don't really remember a ton of the people from it, like. Mm-hmm from then like i mean part of it's just like it was kind of like oh this is cool seeing this but it's just a lot of people to keep track of if you don't start watching the product regularly it was like all tag matches which no tag matches yeah. are excellent yeah they, uh, were, they are yeah they're they're like six mans and eight mans they're fucking insane um they're really good you know it's it, and guess what guess what it seems like noah is back on the the come up on, on the international scene it really does seem like that yeah people are they're bringing in a lot of people that we would be interested in and uh and working there and stuff like that and and you know they've actually been doing this at, like a slow burn for a while like they were bringing in like um eddie edwards most recently and maybe we didn't pay attention to that because he's been working impact and everything but uh or he's been signed with impact but they've been bringing people in like uh, like slowly but surely and now it's really starting to catch on um so you know, one of your points about nick uh, about not nick gage um simon Ninja gotch Mac, Simon Gotch Ninja Mac Dream Match in Noah. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Ninja Ninja Mac like uh, 
you're saying like he didn't impress you or he seemed kind of clowny and you know that is like gcw they use a lot of guys like far before their prime and that's very obvious and stuff like that and that's one of the reasons i like it they use a lot of people far after their prime too (laughs) they do they actually do like two cold scorpio and stuff but um they do use a lot of those guys and i think ninja man is one of those guys and it's really not uncommon to see young wrestlers uh learning the ropes and like getting their names out there uh to start they're not gonna have their final form character or gimmick or name or anything like that when they're starting out like ninja mac might be just doing this to learn uh, there's a lot of like i don't there, it's super common for people to like be that way i mean fucking taz was the tasmaniac you know what i mean there's like you have to you have to have something to work with and you don't really know or find yourself completely when you're first starting out yeah. and um that's 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 a, a prime example right there like you might see him we might we we're watching wrestling as jaded wrestling fans to be like impressed i want to be impressed so we see a guy like that wearing a stupid mask looking like a power ranger and we fucking cringe or get or be annoyed or think it's stupid but really it's a guy fucking cutting his teeth i think we i I got over that in the 90s and i had trouble i had trouble with with that when i first started watching some Mm -hmm. you know 90s japanese wrestling because it was even with liger when i was a teenager and i saw liger i was like dude are you fucking kidding me like he's fucking wearing this give me a fucking break (laughs) right but I got over that quick, you know, even mm-hmm. with Hayabusa, whoever. I got over all that stuff quick. So that, no, that wasn't it. I just thought, thought what he was doing looked fine. It was just like his choices. It, it, mm-hmm. And I just thought For it was sure. more of a comedy. Um, I mean, like, look at good guys, like, like look at Br- Blake Christian. Like, do you really think that's his final form? Like, a final, like, the way he's going to be when he's in his prime? I don't know. You know. I don't know. Or Nick Wayne. Do you think Nick Wayne's going to be like that? I mean, think about like where Will Osprey is now. Like Will Ospreay. Yeah, think about like Will, where Will Osprey is now and like what what he looked like when he posted that picture when he you know he's like this is when I first started and I didn't have a gym membership and he just looks completely different. I don't. I try not to have like that kind of look because I I see a lot in like Jordan Oliver for instance. I think he's going to be really good one day and I think. Uh, a lot of like there's a lot of those guys that i have like a lot of hope in you know or atticus kogar or something like that and um i don't have that much hope for him to be honest you don't think so because <laughs> of the death say, stuff either. or what a little that i think he is not a good promo i don't think he is a mm-hmm. good promo i think he has the serious glare of good promos mm-hmm. and but he's not a good talker and do you need so somebody needs to like mold him you know somebody needs to take him under his uh, under their wing and like really mold them you know who i think is like there with like their look their character their move set everything that's not really getting his d right now no i was gonna say rsp (laughs) i was gonna say rsp i think he's kind of like ready i think he's ready for like a like a spot somewhere like he like He's got like his branding, his his gimmick, like his look, his gear, his like moves, like uh, his promos. I think he should go to like, Japan. I'll be honest, because I don't honestly, know. Honestly, he'd be great. Yeah, I don't know where really he. Well there. I don't know who. You know, WWE probably isn't going to give him a chance. Yeah, and I yeah. can't believe AEW didn't give him a chance after him working. I I watched his AEW dark matches, and he was great. Like he did a good fucking job. How the fuck do you not start using that guy? Insane to me. They're just and they've got a lot of guys. Yeah, so they got stacked. a lot of guys, and there's far worse guys on that roster than him. And so. you know, it could be it could be something something else. You know, yeah, it could, it could be something some availability. I feel that or attitude. I feel that way of yeah, it could be yeah. 
I feel that way about JD Drake too. Like, how do you not have that guy in a more prominent spot? Make him dye his hair so he doesn't look like an old man, and then like, <laughs> um, and then like he'd be awesome. He's so good. That guy's fucking incredible. I think that just unfortunately, I think that comes down to look. Like, if they maybe. were if they weren't on national TV, maybe he would be getting in a bigger spot. But I mean, I think a better Booker could do something with that, just like Gabe did in, in Evolve. They made him like the everyman, they like a Dusty Rhodes kind of yeah, guy, and like you got to do that. Yeah, yeah you got to do that, and but people will fucking latch on to that. They absolutely will. And uh, you know, that's one of those things. Like, I think like um, maybe earlier in uh, in the earlier years of, of AEW and the earlier time in AEW, we would have seen him like in a more prominent spot, but. Maybe he gets I think a lot out. of it just comes down to like who they have and like sort of the availability of yeah. different things. Because like, yeah, I mean, I think you know a Booker can totally do something with JD Drake, but it's just kind of you know, yeah. is he like the guy that you have access to, or is he just like one of you know a hundred plus? Maybe case, like I want to see you put him over someone else. I want to see cool stuff like that. I want to see people like that get yeah. developed and stuff like that. And you know, like, and, it, and I I don't dislike Mox. I actually really like Moxley and stuff like that. I'm just gonna use him as an example. I would rather see like a come up of JD Drake than Mox John Moxley on a show every week. You know, like I I see these stars all the time. I, I'm like I get it. Like I know. Like okay, cool. Like can I see somebody like new coming up that I know is really good that I know can do a good job? I'd rather see him than like Wheeler Yuta being put being built. You know, like. Uh, man, he would have been a way better. But, he so, been a but way, that kind of comes down to just like your personal that's, preference, though. Maybe, but that that just fucking. I just thought of something, and I know I go off on fucking Wheeler Yuta all the time. I think, like again, I'm gonna say this again. I think Wheeler Yuta is very good. He's a good wrestler, but imagine JD Drake is every bit as good, maybe even better, because he's got like a he's got a more defined move set. He's got a more defined style to me, and he looks tougher. He would have been a way better fit in the in the in the Blackpool Combat Club than Wheeler Yuta. I don't know. You know what? He reminds me of um, of a dad sitting <laughs> at, at, at you know sitting at over on the picnic table while his kids at the at the trampoline park. That's what he looks Maybe. like. Maybe I don't think he Maybe. looks tough. I think he looks like a guy I who think can be tough. I think he yeah. looks like a nice guy who can be tough. You don't necessarily want to fuck with. I yeah, don't want to like fuck with his kid, but you know. Here, here's here's the thing. I've but seen he doesn't look as... like a guy who like you don't want to walk past kind of tough you know what i mean <laughs> maybe and you know what that's more than wheeler yuda if i was walking down the street just me and the only other people on the street and they were walking my way were the briscoe brothers dude i'd be a little fucking you know i didn't know who they were yeah. like, i'd be a little fucking okay little fucking well who would you be more afraid to fuck with wheeler yuda or jd drake honestly i'm i'm wheeler yuda because fucking young okay. dudes some some young dudes sometimes are a fucking wild card who, right. oh 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 who would i be more afraid to fuck with yeah Oh, JD Drake. Sorry, I just I yeah, thought you meant yeah. just like intimidation factor because no. young dudes sometimes like I think fucking JD Drake looks like a nice guy. Like I'd ask him for directions. <laughs> Wheeler Yuta looks like he might be a fucking douchebag. You know. That's yeah, true. No, I meant like who would you, like like yeah, just oh, like yeah, who would yeah, you who would yeah. you want to who would you yeah, rather? I mean, fight? in a shoot, in a shoot, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, but to me, and I'm like, calling you out, Yuta. A fucking shoot. Do you think you're tough, dude? Wrestling predetermined. You're only winning because fucking the booker says you. Do you think you can beat me in a shoot? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, um, and, but it also like, and I'm also speaking like I've seen him being put in that prominent spot, and I've seen him deliver, and like we haven't seen that in AEW yet. Like maybe I need to send you guys some vids or something like that. But I know JD Drake can fucking deliver in that at, on that level. So I've seen. No, him. he's yeah, he is really good. They it would it would need to be 
focused booking and they would need to stick with it. I mean, look, they have done that because and to somebody we love because they're currently doing it with Eddie Kingston. True. Same situation. Darby as well. Darby, yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, Darby's a, a young athletic dude, like yeah. really, you know, like. But we're talking about taking someone who needs like a du- direct booking, and I see with Eddie, it's just like he needs a chance, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're giving it to him. I think JD Drake would need, I think JD Drake would need more direction than Eddie. But at least, at least they're giving us Eddie because he's another guy. He's like older, doesn't mm-hmm. look like the normal type of a body that we see on TV getting a big push. And I think it's taking a little long, but they're giving it to us, and I'm hoping it's going to pay off, you know, before his 40th birthday. Yeah. With at least, with at least a big fucking, a big fucking spotlight, a big fucking spotlight, you know, mm-hmm. where where he's completely over. They've got a fucking fervor built with the crowd, like we're getting massive Eddie chance, dude. It's there. Mm, yeah, I think like honestly, and, and honestly, to me, it's very obvious where they're going. I think CM Punk's winning. Uh, yeah. The title at double or, double or nothing, and this is going to be all a big build for Eddie finally winning it from CM Punk. Like they sure. they keep they keep they keep doing like the tease. They keep taking shots at each other back and forth, little shots back here and there. And uh, I don't see CM Punk winning it and then just dropping it a couple defenses later to Eddie. Right? I, yeah, I think yeah. he'll beat. I, I think he'll be, build. I think he'll beat Eddie again, and maybe even in a heel turn, he'll beat I, him. And I and think then, that. I mean, I'm calling it right now. I'm I'm, I'm calling it right now. CM Punk's winning. Eddie Kingston is going to be the one to beat Punk for the title. Like that, this is all leading to to Eddie winning the well, title. Yeah, I, I think we agree on that. We just don't necessarily agree on like the precise timeline. I mean, I didn't say anything about the precise time. I'm thinking like it's this is where they're going. Well, you said I disagree. Did I? Yeah. Oh, you like bad. challenged that, and we're like, I'm like, I think oh, we're on the same page uh, oh, with like the oh, general. Okay. Pattern, I think I misunderstood. Then the sorry. So, but if, but if he agrees, then he can't later on say I called it. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking okay how about another guy that would have been a better fit for the Blackpool Combat Club that they didn't resign Stu Grayson mm-hmm. even yeah. probably even probably even well, a better I think, better I, than I think the thing Katie is Drake. is there that I think that spot in the Blackpool Combat Club is not like the way you want it to be used because they made it very clear early on that they wanted to like take young guys under their wing and, How like, is that not how is that not them. how about not Why would they like Someone like Stu Grayson or JD Drake, it's just kind of like, oh, hey, it's another person that's like kind of like us that's just teaming up. All right, us. what about 10? Like, there's they, they could have taken somebody from the Dark Order like that, you know, and 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 molded them. Like, what in the world? Like, how do you have a guy like Stu Grayson and then like now his contract runs out and you're just not going to use, like, you're never going to use him? Like, he's one of those guys that you put on the shelf. And you're right, like, maybe there's something that like, uh, like attitude or something like that, but apparently he just straight turned down their new offer. Like they tried to resign him and they couldn't come to an agreement. So maybe he wanted more money. Maybe he wanted to be like, "Hey, I want to be used more" or something like that. Like who knows? But um, yeah, I definitely feel like you know, it's like they have a lot of these like kind of like enhancement guys, and I don't know why you don't use someone like him in that spot. Exactly. Even like you know, like yeah, like it's not you know, it doesn't have the glory of a big push. You know, he's not winning any titles, maybe, but like. Why not use him instead of like some of the other people that they use? Like, and we'll probably talk about them when we actually get into the shows. But mm-hmm. and then like, um, you know, there's um, there's another guy, a free agent out there that I've ha- I've always believed in is Willie Mack. Willie Mack also turned down his he turned his a uh, a turned down a contract Impact. to Impact, and now he's going to be a free agent. That dude is special too. He's an, he's another special talent in my opinion. 
Mm-hmm. Somebody like somebody could do a lot with him. He's extremely Where do you think talented. He's gonna end up? God damn! I hope he goes to like. He'd be great in in AEW. Uh, probably be really great in New Japan. Oh my god, they'd love him in New Japan. I could, honestly, you want to you want to hear something? I could see him showing up on like NXT or something. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Him, yeah, absolutely. Even with their current philosophy. Yeah, um, and I mean, oh, it yeah, would be, yeah. he would they would totally fuck fuck it up. At you know, but yeah, but yeah. he would be he would be a great he'd be a great. Honestly, you, Willie Mack works anywhere. I can't think of one place he wouldn't be awesome. I really I really can't. Um, just a fucking ton of charisma. He'd make a, a fantastic baby face. He's extremely talented. Like, uh, yeah, he'd be great. I don't, yeah, I don't, unfortunately with him, I think he's someone who would get lost in the shuffle in AEW right now, especially. I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. And I guess, yeah, Japan is always an option for guys. And we talked about Noah being back on the rise. We just watched some, uh, some of the champion carnival with all Japan uh, we watched the final with Jake Lee and um, Ayagiyuma. Ayagiyuma being the winner of the Champion Carnival, but it was a really good match, man. And Jake Lee is really good. Apparently, you know, I haven't watched a lot of All Japan, but apparently he's been a top heel for them the last few years. And there's rumors that he's going to compete in the G1 this year. So you know, we're seeing a lot of that's inter- interesting. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of interpromotional stuff. And speaking of All Japan, um, Suzuki is returning to all Japan at least for a match for the first time in nine years. So we're going to so, start seeing like more like a, like not just new J- people talking about new Japan. People are going to start being interested in other stuff too. With, with, let's talk about Noah for a second. Like if we're co- going to commit to checking it out, if they really are on the rise, what's going on here? Do they have a streaming service like, uh, like new Japan? Like how do we watch pro, uh, pro wrestling? Noah? and I'm sure uh, our listeners who are interested in uh, this wants want to know as well. I know All Japan does. Mm-hmm. They do not have the rights to the classic All Japan catalog that got. Isn't that in, on indie wrestling TV now? Maybe that I know that was a big, I know that was a big asset that probably got sold off for some much needed cash flow at some point. I don't know when, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, um, they definitely All Japan definitely has a streaming service. I know that there's a way to watch Noah. You know, um, without resorting to illegal. All right. Well, let's find means. out when the next, the next, next big Noah show is, and then let's check it out. Yeah, sounds good. And we'll review it here on the show. I'm interested seeing uh, Kino fucking kick uh, kick Suzaki in the head with the fucking boot that's on fire. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. So. Uh- Speaking of uh, crossover shows, uh, we did get a little bit of news on AEW and Stardom, potentially for the future. So they're not part of Forbidden Door, although Stardom and uh, New Japan are both owned. Uh, is it Bushiroad? Is that the company? That yeah, Bushiroad. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they own both of them. Uh, Stardom's not going to be part of Forbidden Door, unfortunately, but they did express interest in doing some crossover shows, either in the States or in Japan or both. Um, I, and I saw this, and I, I really want... Uh, your guys perspective on this apparently according mm-hmm. to dave Meltzer, there's like four key people that stardom is interested in working with okay so like any guesses from AEW who they want to work with um brit baker i'm gonna i'm gonna guess well brit- no no brit baker or Fundarosa on this no they're not okay uh nyla rose because i think she's worked stardom before um serena deeb uh chris statlander and 
fuck, who who else could they fucking want? Layla Hirsch. Uh, wrong on all accounts. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I didn't think that sounded good. Really? Okay, well, let's hear it. All right, so uh, Jamie Hayter, okay. Tony Storm. Those make sense. Like They both work mm-hmm. there, I'm pretty sure, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Jamie uh, Hikaru, Hayter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hikaru Shida. Mm-hmm. Okay. That also made sense. And this last one, especially after last week, I really want to hear what Joey has to say. Ty Conti. Okay. I mean, oh, my God, Ty Conti. <laughs> She's so bad. Apparently, it's because like she had like challenged Julia, and Julia wants to work her, but... I thought that was interesting. Did we we talk about last week how, like, when she's getting her ass beat? Or is that this week's show? I can't even remember. It was last week. Okay, yeah, and then she was, like, fixing her hair while getting her ass beat. Oh, my God, dude. That completely, like, when I was like, you know, Tecante's getting better. You know, we were kind of liking her for a little while. And then when I saw that, I'm like, you know what? I'm done with (laughs) Tecante. Like, I just, I lost it. Like, maybe she'll get better one day, but, like, I'm just over, like, being interested in her matches <laughs> um, jesus christ real quick just an update on where to watch noah it is mm-hmm. wrestle-universe.com so wrestle-universe.com okay. we need an um, account the, how much uh it's it looks like it's nine bucks a month and it's oh, okay it's noah and ddt Ooh. and mm. tokyo joshi pro wrestling and something called gain pro or gun gun pro that i've never heard of Mm-hmm. but yeah you're getting all that on there um okay okay so yeah it seems that's like a sick pretty, seems like a pretty good deal and the website is english they have an english friendly so, website and it seems pretty easy to navigate is this the next big show i see in this gif that's posted it's festiva uh or festival 2022 um that oh yeah okay so on june 12th is the it looks like it's the next big noah show so that's festival 2022 is that what that is or is that something else? Is that is that Noah or something? What's CF? Is this something different? What is this? Um, that yeah, I'm not sure if that is Noah. Um, so the Dream On final, it looks like there's like Dream On is like a tour they're on. The Dream On final okay. is on the 21st of May. Okay, so maybe we'll watch that then. We'll and there's English. The they have English commentary on the live stream Ooh, too. Ooh, okay. I wonder who does that. All right, so let's yeah. mark that on the calendar. Let's so we can watch uh, Dream On 2022. Yeah, less than two weeks. Okay, sick. Awesome. I'm stoked. I'm stoked to check out some Noah. Well, you said it was on Wrestle Universe, right? Mm-hmm. Wrestle-Universe. Wrestle-Universe, yeah. Okay, let me double check something because I thought I had seen something about that earlier. I wonder, I wonder if there's any like pro wrestling Noah YouTubers that do like primers and things like that like they do for... Uh, like there's people that do it for New Japan. That would be cool. I would there's like to re- see. Yeah, there's recap okay, stuff I, for sure. I have no idea if this is any context for um, who does the commentary there normally for the English. Um, <laughs> what the or fuck? I guess it's the Japanese commentary. But apparently they put up some AEW matches on Wrestle Universe with Japanese commentary by uh, Haru Murata and Maki Ito. Oh my god! Uh, maybe these are maybe those are like the, that was the deal they had before with um, DDT. Well, because they're working yeah. with DDT and yeah, oh, I, there they, they, looking okay. at the matches that have the commentary, it's um, the Takeshi's Jay Lethal match and a bunch of other like it's oh. like Yuka Sakazaki oh, like, well, people that are, I guess they're guys. Takeshi, yeah, it's their guys. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck did I just find on? Well, I was looking for like okay. a, a pro wrestling Noah YouTuber. Look at this. <laughs> so Cyber CF Wrestling, where that event you're talking about, 
sorry, we're just learning about this in real time. Uh, it's called Cyber Fight, and it looks like it's a collaboration between DDT and Noah. Oh, okay. Ooh, that sounds it's, awesome. Yeah, so it's a cross-promotional card. One thing about watching the cross-promotional cards for this, for, for something that we have with two companies we don't have a whole lot of idea about, <laughs> is it's going to be so hard to keep up with the people and learn who they are and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. We would and then you're gonna be like, like oh man, like- I really like this guy. Can't wait to see more of him in no one. It's actually like you know, <laughs> he's the a other DDT guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. we're gonna iron all this out. In fact, here, let's just stop watching American wrestling. Like fuck AEW. <laughs> Take a break from AEW. Yeah, we'd probably. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. We this would was probably. A good week. We would probably be better off. No, honestly, this was a good week for AEW. Yeah, and was good. What other news stories do we have before we should get into AEW? Well, I know we've been kind of rambling and having a general wrestling discussion. I hope that like we haven't lost anybody. I've I had mean, a good time. But um, other than Sonny getting locked up, I don't think there's anything we need to talk about. Well, there right was now. we we oh. we didn't watch WrestleMania Night Three. Oh, oh that, my backlash. gosh! Oh my so. God. The past couple of years, they've <laughs> rebranded Backlash as WrestleMania Backlash. Uh-huh. And I guess it's because, like, they've... I mean, it, it kind of predated this, but they've sort of changed what WrestleMania is. Before, it was kind of usually where, you know... It was sort of like the season finale, right? You know, usually mm-hmm. they would end feuds or, like, they would take a, a really serious turn. But now they don't. So WrestleMania Backlash was, like, pretty much just WrestleMania rematches. Okay. Oh. WrestleMania is just another It's always been like that, though. Not always. Oh, nah, not always. It was yeah. it was always a minor pay per view, but it wasn't just like oh here's just like it was always the 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 WrestleMania after or not WrestleMania. It was always the pay per view after WrestleMania, and it was always it always like it most of the time it had like the people that um you know that were mixed up in WrestleMania mixed up on here. So well, not all. I mean, when did when was the first backlash? Like ninety eight. Um, no, I mean, it wasn't. I think it was like ninety nine. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't like it's not always been that way. There, there was. I remember they did like a WrestleMania Revenge tour in the mid nineties because I remember that coming to town. I remember seeing the ads for that and stuff when I was a kid. Honestly, this card doesn't look too bad. <laughs> Steve Austin versus The Rock, Undertaker versus Ken Shamrock, Triple H defeated X Pac, Mankind versus Big Show, New Age Outlaws defeated Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett. I absolutely Godfather. watched this live. Yeah, I, say, I did too. Live. I remember it. Godfather versus Goldust. Al Snow versus Hardcore Holly. Ministry of Darkness versus The Brood. That's fucking cool. Uh, Viscera uh, versus Test. Kane versus Big Boss Man. Uh, Albert and Draws versus uh, Scott Taylor and Brian Christopher. And Val Venus and Nicole Bass versus D'Lo Brown and Ivory. That's a fuck ton of tag matches. But compare that to the uh, the, the uh, card for uh, this past Sunday. All right, okay. Joe. What what were the Sunday Night Heat matches, though? <laughs> <laughs> so we had uh, Cody versus Seth again. I'm sure that was probably good. Almost yeah. versus Bobby Lashley again. I'm sure that sucked. Oh my god. Edge versus AJ Styles uh, with Damian Priest banned from ringside, but apparently he interfered uh, interfered anyways. So you know, yeah. take that what you will. Ronda Rousey and, yeah. versus Charlotte Flair again. Apparently this was better, but that's a pretty fucking low bar. Mad Cop, Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin. That oh, was at least a new match, yeah. but what the fuck? And then uh, you know our new uh, undisputed WWE Universal Champion, the Uwu Champion, with his cousins in a six man tag match against Drew McIntyre and RK Bro. So only one title match on the whole show. Only one title match, and only two matches weren't rematches, and one of them had no business being on any pay-per-view card 
Dude, oh my god, so bad. Uh, you know, what did uh, they at do least, with at Nakamura? Least... Like, I mean, straight up. Yeah. Remember when he came? When, remember when he came out and they just fucking laid him out? Like that wasn't a yeah. setup for even a backlash match. Like he couldn't even weasel his way into the fucking tag match against fucking the Usos and Roman. Like oh, what? Yeah. What the fuck? Why? Why just have Shinsuke come out and squash him? The fuck is that? The fuck out of here. Man. I mean, you just talk about your intelligence being insulted over and over again. If you watch this stuff, you have no expectations. That's it. Well, like half of like the thing is too is it's like the way that they build to pay per views is like doing the same match over and over again. So like you've probably seen these matches several times between WrestleMania and Backlash. Yeah, like like Raw and SmackDown matches and yeah. stuff. Like, I think explicitly that main event six-man match was already done on SmackDown. And it looks like Rollins interfered in the uh, Cody U.S. title match last night. So they're, I guess, going to do a rematch of that. Jesus Christ. Did he lose? So he lost to Austin Theory? Well, there was... Yeah. No, technically, (laughs) the way way it works, right, if, if Cody gets attacked, then he wins. Oh, I guess okay. so. Yeah, wait, so it was a disqualification. I didn't know it was disqualification. Okay. Yeah. I thought he just interfered. Like his, he fucking stood out oh, on gotcha, the ramp, gotcha, and Cody gotcha. looked at him, and then got rolled up or some stupid. No, shit. they they don't even have those balls. Like <laughs> Seth came out and just started beating him up in front of the ref, and they just called for the bell right away. Got you. Oh man. Well, you know, at least Bobby Lashley was healthy. You know, he uh, at at a house show there was a video that leaked oh that he uh, he hit the ropes and the ropes snapped. And he went tumbling ass over tea kettle outside the ring. So this uh, has happened a lot lately. It happened to Drew in another house match. Actually, I think it was pretty much like the same house show yeah. match, just at a different show. Well, it's it's definitely something that can happen. It's 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 scary. That's why, like when you're when you're training to, for wrestling, and this is, and you see this a lot, and you um when a wrestler goes to, hits the ropes, they take that step, they take that pivot, and they put their right arm up and they grab the rope when they hit the ropes. That is so. Um, if if it does break and it snaps, you have uh, a way to protect yourself if you fall out of the ring, because it very well can happen. It happens way more with those fate with those ropes. Like I think WWE uses real rope. I don't know why they use real rope. They could probably have cooler matches and stuff like that. Um, it's probably harder to maintain. Rope gets weak faster than steel cable. Um, the Indies and pretty much every other company uses uh, act like steel cable, like wrapped in like tape, and then they have like tubes and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, WWE uses real rope that's wrapped in tape. Yeah, that shit fucking snaps, man. It's dangerous. You could straight just die if, if you don't if you fall the wrong way or if you don't have your arm up uh, just right. Like it's you land on your head, you break your neck, you fucking die. So I know a lot of people thought it was funny, it was crazy because seeing it happen, but it, it is. That is a very fucking dangerous thing uh, to happen to somebody in a and wrestling some match. Of the, uh, some of the funniest botches are also some of the most dangerous. I mean, uh, Titan, <laughs> uh, Titus O'Neil's uh, World Slide uh, yeah. comes to mind, too. Titus could've World Slide. Could've, it could have totally died there. There yeah, could have been, like, co- been a corpse grinder under the ring. Well, no, it's it's because it's it's like, you know, rest, wrestling rings are made of, there's wooden, steel, and padding. That's pretty much it. And, of course, the ropes and stuff. But it, th- those are steel bars, like full fucking, like, blown fucking steel bars that are that uh, that uh, are the frame of the ring. There's no padding around that shit. So, literally, where he slid under the ring, where Titus slid under the ring, he was inches away from popping his head on that fucking steel railing. And at that speed, he would have just died. He would have died straight up. 
there's no way he would have lived through that and it's fucking scary to think about like it's it's um you know rings are no joke i i've i've worked in some fucking dangerous rings you see a lot of like apron spots now but i've 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 worked in rings where like the, they didn't have like very good padding i mean they had good padding but like it wouldn't go all the way to the edge so like you get you get you take the fucking uh, apron power bomb and just get turned into cat food yeah you just die like straight die like i you know we never i never did any of those fucking spots on those on, on a ring like that like uh you definitely want to like um know what you're working in and stuff like that but that's how fucking davy boy spit fucking that's that's what led to his death was they they had a trap door and they didn't tell him about it and he bumped on the fucking door and that fucked up his back and that's what led to his death ultimately led to his death it's you have to have a comfortable ring to work in but when you have like underneath that padding there's wood wooden planks and under those wooden planks there's cross beams that you put in and for those cross cross beams to sit on the frame of the ring there's like these little like lips like over the um like little i don't know how to what what to call them but they're you set them on top of the um up on sure, top of the railing sure. and it goes all the way across so like they're the bolted that I was in, they in, just kind of lying on no, top they're, of it. No, the, no, yeah, you line them on top of it. Like you literally have these bars that you carry in, and you set them on top of it. That's why you have the give, and that's why you have the really loud sound with the with the wood hitting the um, mm-hmm. hitting the bars and stuff like that. It's literally just wooden bars. That's it, and uh, all loose. Like not, there are a lot of move. Technically, a lot of moving parts, but everything's kind of held together. That's why you have like the apron, not the apron, but the uh, the canvas is what holds everything down. And it's tied very tight and it's holding everything in place and stuff. And you have to have that fucking canvas tight too. Because if it's loose, somebody's going to break their ankle. You know, or if it's torn, somebody mm-hmm. could trip over that and break their ankle or something. You could you could really get hurt in a ring uh, if listen, it's not listen. properly taken care of. Sounds like pussy stuff to me. I don't think sick Nick Mondo gives a shit about anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He might not have because those rings were probably really shitty. Like I said, I've, I've worked in one where like the 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 the... the the padding didn't go all the way to the side. So underneath the um, the canvas was like just straight up that fucking corner piece of a fucking of, of one of those rails. And it's just a fucking straight piece of metal, like straight piece of fucking steel. When I my, the very first time I remember in wrestling practice and Lance was teaching us how to go over the rope back over the ropes backwards. I went over it and, you know, I'm fucking learning. I, I, I fucking like clinched my I, I, I uh, brought my knees up a little bit and I fucking busted my shin on the fucking side of the uh, of the ring. And it was it was like a little metal piece and it literally stabbed a hole in my shin. And I still ha- and it was bleeding so bad. I still have the fucking um, scar to prove it. Like I still have that scar on my on my fucking shin. And uh it was crazy. Like if 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 you don't learn how to go out right, or if your ring is not like up to snuff, then like you can really get hurt. And uh, ever since then, I would take like a sideways uh, spill out of the ring. I would never go fully backwards. I would always like have my arm over the rope. So when somebody like did like a clothesline or something like that to me over the ropes, I would do kind of like a side spin. I think Triple H does it like that too. And like I was like, I'm gonna do it like that forever. I'll just let him fucking clothesline me and I'll go sideways. I can I can fucking bump better if I do that because if you bump outside the ring, you go backwards, right? Like you, you land and you fall down or something like that. If I go sideways, I can like send myself flying towards the crowd or something like that or towards the fucking barricade. Mm-hmm. So I started doing it like that. I was like, this is better anyways. But like it's it's a it's it's scary, man. Like you got to make sure your rings up to snuff. Yeah. You know, I have less, you know, accidents are going to happen when you're setting mm-hmm. rings, rings up almost every night. But I have less forgiveness or the company that has the most fucking money in the game by far, yeah. mm-hmm. who has also um, 
developed an egregious fucking track record when it comes to safety, i.e. death of Owen or whatever, I have less fucking forgiveness for, for those assholes because mm-hmm. they should be traveling with a fucking safety technician and he should have the tightest asshole in the business. Like everyone should fucking hate that guy because right. he has such high standards. Yeah, like I- Lashley, it was like maybe like an eighth of a turn away from fucking career ending injury. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he got really lucky. He got that full rotation straight up it, like and you know like i don't know why they use real rope still it's so weird to me like they have like those the their apron they have like led fucking boards like lights like you're telling mm-hmm. me that they can't use technology to come up with a way to make the ropes look really good while using steel cable and things like that like you can fucking do something to make those ropes look cooler like yeah, there's the technology is there yeah like the fact that they're still using real rope and they, i think they use real rope and like boxing rings and stuff like that but those sure. guys aren't hitting the ropes yeah those I mean, guys aren't bouncing off the ropes yeah they get you know popped in the ropes a little bit and i see them go through the ropes and shit there too yeah. but i mean yeah they're not they're obviously like not using it to fucking spring off of and fucking mm-hmm. come back with a mm-hmm. superman punch although it's, it's, it's errol cable? spence or errol spence jr are you listening you might want to try that okay <laughs> uh and, and you know what like like um steel cable like you got those guys like everybody works that fucking uh fast paced uh, high work rate style and high fly style everybody does a springboard now you get better springboard off of that like you can do fucking cooler stuff off mm-hmm. of steel cable yeah so there's literally no reason not to fucking switch or make the switch or do something like that but with that said steel cable can still snap just not as uh, easy as 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 rope especially with these big motherfuckers hitting it you know yeah dude yeah fucking shit but yeah so are we ready for some uh, AEW? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk yeah. about AEW. We didn't get to watch any other shows. I don't. Were there even a lot of shows this past weekend? No, I mean we mentioned really you know huge. we didn't watch yeah. Backlash and there's. Gotcha. I don't think there was anything really notable. Yeah, we don't really that. we don't cover. WWE oh, there a was lot. Uh, Impact's uh, Ram Ranch under siege, but. Ram Ranch <laughs> under siege. <laughs> it's just under siege, but you know. Why'd you call it Ram Ranch? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what? <laughs> That's the first lyric. Is Ram Ranch under siege? The the freaking um. The, never mind. Spork- Wait, what? Spork- <laughs> friend friend of the show, Sporky. Fucking, could you confirm the lyrics to Ram Ranch? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. I just I love that. I love that Ram Ranch fucking got brought up. I don't care why or how or what the excuse was. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't think it was going to get like totally kayfabe like that. It but, was ju- yeah. I, it's jarring. I don't know why it brought it up. I don't get the fucking, ra- like, I don't fucking get the context. I want to see a Ram Ranch fucking battle royale. <laughs> fucking just 18 oh naked God. fucking cowboys in the ring. <laughs> Only 18? <laughs> I don't know. That's, what are the sounds? All right. 100 Anyways. naked cowboys. Only one can get out. Only right, one how much, can come. How much money would you pledge before we get into serious talk? All right. Adam Page has a match with CM Punk on AEW Double Nothing, right, for the title. Uh-huh. How much money would each of us pledge if we could get Page to do the match completely nude? <laughs> Zero dollars. I don't want to see that. <laughs> That's uh, what the fuck? What kind of even question is this? I dig into my pockets a little bit. Would you? Dude, are you kidding? Dude, 
are you fucking kidding? Of course, dude. Un- for whatever reason, there's a stipulation that Hangman Adam Page has to wrestle his title match completely fucking nude, and he goes through with it. Oh my CM Punk God. has to work a nude fucking. Adam- are you kidding? I don't know what part of my mind this came from, but <laughs> like he, I'm then, he goes, it. he goes for like a regular body slam, and you see like his fucking junk all fucking smooshed between his arm and the fucking body, and like the fucking, oh the fucking, the fucking shotgun, the buckshot, Larry, and he fucking goes see, over I the ropes, you. and his fucking wiener fucking flops around. Dude, that's I, so gross. I don't want to see that. It's I'm, funny, but I don't want to see that. It's I don't ever want to see that. You're able to really, you're able to really conjure this with no, no issue, bro. No. So, yeah, I see. I Jesus. He's given thought to it. He's he wants to keep it in his mind and not in reality. Wow. I don't want. Anyways, see wow. That's anyways, AEW Dynamite. Wait, dude, hold 4th, on, hold on, 20th. hold on. On this on this subject, okay. I don't want to see that, but there did used to be this like really weird, um, like naked women's wrestling league that used to that used to be a thing. I don't know if that's what it was called, but there was one, and the the women. And the fucking refs were completely naked, having like dead serious pro wrestling matches. I think you showed me a clip of this, and it was just like fucking really serious. It wasn't. Yeah, it was dead. It wasn't serious. like cheesecake. It wasn't like cheesecakey, you know. No, no, it was dead serious. It wasn't like dirty or anything. I mean, it was dirty, I guess, but like they weren't. Yeah, like, I mean, they weren't being sexual. They were ha- they were working matches. They were working actual matches, doing moves and shit like that. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I can't believe this exists. And I think I remember seeing like like uh like promising women's wrestlers on this show. And I was like, like, I guess they'll just take the booking or whatever. Like, I I I don't know what the fuck that was all about. When you're hard up, you gotta, you know, take what you can get, I guess. It was a sad state for women's wrestling, even worse than it is now. I mean, of course everybody's seen that infamous clip from some Japanese promotion where there's a fucking like squirting into the crowd. Right? I've seen that too. Yeah, like yeah. there's like a ja- yeah, that's insane. Oh my god, I can't believe what we're talking about right well, now. Well, <laughs> we took a quite a segue. Anyways, um, yeah. Now AEW Dynamite uh, May fourth show opens up with Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish and an Owen Hart qualifier match. Adam Cole is on commentary. Uh, this was okay. Um, this is Jeff Hardy's first singles match since I believe November, so six months out of you know singles competition, and it kind of showed he felt a little out of step. Um, there were certain things that were kind of worked, like uh, Fish was kind of working his knees, and he didn't really uh sell them super well. He just seemed kind of blown up and exhausted by the end of the match, and eventually Jeff Hardy wins, and the Bucks come out to confront the Hardys, so. We'll get that match down the line at some point. We've talked about that. That's pretty much the big money Hardy Boys match. So, yeah. what do you guys think of this? Bucks have a lot of big money like matches lined up. Like, yeah, are they gonna start fucking doing them? I guess they did. Uh, they did Bucks and FTR again, um, but that's still a money match. I would like to see that again. Like we'll, they can we'll do that again. again. They that's can, the beauty they, of it, right? Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah, you're you're 100 right. I, I mean, like them in in the undisputed era, and uh, you know, Fish and O'Reilly. I think that's a money match. Um, and then obviously this one. You know, I think that yeah. that's they've got a lot of stuff lined up here. I think for sure. I kept waiting to hate on Jeff Hardy in this match, but he didn't really do anything to validate my that reaction from me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he wasn't bad yeah. for what for what he does. And I can't remember which one of them squirted first. But I was uh, disappointed that 
You guys just let that go. Wait, what I, the uh, fuck? Are you talking about squirts again? <laughs> I I was just like, like I was just referencing that the clip, but that's what we need to review. This was yeah. Oh my god. This was really predictable. You knew that he was going through. There were already a lot of members of Undisputed Elite or whatever in the tournament. You knew that um considering it's just like it's just an eight man field, right? Right. So yeah. You, you knew that Jeff Hardy. I think Hardy that actually finished through. the bracket too for the yeah. men. You knew that Jeff Hardy was going through. You know, speaking of predictability, I want that to be a little bit of a theme here. Were you any of you guys surprised that Bobby Fish fucking took the pin here? No. Not at all. No, not even. The reason I want to keep that up is my friend Mason called me and he said uh, he went on to that fucking, what's that awful um, DraftKings, that awful fucking live spot that we always hear. Mm -hmm. And he did some parlay where you can enter for free and you, you can win a little bit of money or whatever. You probably get inundated with ads or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But one of the things that you can bet on on there, if you're in a, a region that allows sports betting, is WWE and there's this like parlay bet and it's just a series of questions and you try to answer right like are you will, saying that we would and, clean and, up doing betting on pro yes, wrestling with because our because it's knowledge? so predictable Dude, one of the questions one of the questions was will um in the AJ Styles and Edge match oh, will Damian Priest interfere that was one of the questions <laughs> <that I answered>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No way! Yeah. Why are and we then, doing this? And then we it can was make like, a living. yeah. And then it was like, oh, who's who's gonna win the Usos, Roman Reigns versus you know whatever match and and a couple oh other things. And it's not just God. it's not just winners and losers. It's like situations like that. Yeah, dude. I can't and, believe there's betting on pro wrestling. I, I can't either. And and the people that work behind the scenes, if they don't have their friends or family with accounts and they're fucking making like thousands and thousands of dollars based on the shit that they fucking manipulate. Well, they, they straight up do participate. I know it's come up on, like, Wrestling Observer a bit. Like, we always oh talk about, like, when God. the smart money comes in, it's the fucking, like, people who work behind the scenes. Well, yes. here's another thing. Yes. Like, if you if you spend a fuck ton of money and they see that there's big bets on a certain thing, do you think that would have an effect? Like, don't they work with these companies? Because I've seen, like, DraftKings, like, advertise on AEW and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you think, like, they're like, hey, there's too much money on CM Punk winning the title, so you need to like have him lose. Do you think they like can go that far? I don't think so. I like, doubt it. Dude, I, okay. I don't know, so should but we, should we but do an experiment? It, it listen, listen, it, you're not completely off base there, Joey, because they could easily say, Hey, we're not gonna fucking advertise with you guys if if you're gonna fucking cost us all this money or whatever. It's just a right. fucking thing. Like we you know, this isn't a legitimate competition, so I don't yeah. feel uncomfortable having this conversation. Dude, it's capitalism, bro. Like okay. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. All and right, the, so do we do we do we do a do we do a fucking experiment? Do we put do we uh put in on like a hundred bucks and fucking bet on something and see how we do? <laughs> like we what technically do we do? I don't know about your region, Doc, but we technically can't do that. But there's free pools, Joey, that we can enter, so we don't even have to put any money down. And there's it's you hmm. can win some little cash prizes, but it's essentially like entering a contest. You know what I mean? Holy it's shit! Just like publicity for them. But Eric won twenty five bucks on on WWE, and he doesn't watch. Like he did he ask you like who's winning or something? <laughs> No, he just he just kind of knows enough from talking to us or whatever, and oh around that he was able to guess. And you some listen of the to the po- you listen to the podcast, and then you fucking use yeah. it just for your DraftKings shit. So let's <laughs> let's talk about what's predictable and what's not as we as we review just AEW this yeah. week, okay. let alone WWE. Right. So yeah, Jeff Hardy goes through. Right. Yeah. 
Um, we then get a real a William Regal video package. I thought this was fucking awesome. Oh yeah, it this talks good. about how mm-hmm. scars tell the story of uh, what your soul holds. That if you give a hundred people a knives a knife, like ninety nine percent of them would like stab. You know the person that they hate the most, whereas, like, the Black Hole Comic Club, they would slit their cheek, so they'd wake up every morning with that scar knowing that you gave it to them. I thought this was fucking sweet. Yeah, this was fucking awesome. Apparently, this was on, like, that uh, like that road to, or they put it on YouTube or something. Yeah, I, I think it was on YouTube yeah. first. And people were clamoring it for, it to, for this is the kind of thing that should be on TV, and they put it on TV. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's yeah. like, dialogue right out of, like, a badass, like, hard-boiled crime movie or something. Yeah, yeah awesome. it, was fuck, it was fucking awesome. This was badass. And I liked how they they had uh, Wheeler Yudi getting fucking slapped around and shit in it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that was great. They're, they're training him and like yeah. just beating the shit out of him. Yeah, that was great. Uh, which then leads us to the Blackpool Comic Club versus the uh, AFO, with represented by the Butcher Blade and, as William Regal put it, Angelico. Yeah. Uh, Didn't you just kind of like bury him by like calling him that? <laughs> he's like, oh, these are all world. He's like, these are all world class talents, and he doesn't pronounce one of those names correctly. So he like, clearly doesn't know who he is. I, I think that they're 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 uh, I like if Jack Evans didn't resign, and and Helico's still there, he's there. Like they resigned him, and they, they they probably see something in him. It could be that, so. or it could it could be that they, you know, maybe that was his final date because I know Jack Evans had a date that he just finished up recently. I was yeah. surprised. Oh, okay. I was really surprised to see him on TV. I can't remember the last yeah. time we I, saw him on TV. I really think they just re-signed him. I think they're going to do something with him. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, to me, when I was watching this, he's the next Blackpool Combat Club guy. Like, they're going to pull him. Really? Yeah, that's what I saw. Hmm. So, uh, that's what I took from it. I mean, Well, I Regal might want to learn to pronounce his name correctly. But, I, think, yeah. I think they should get a woman in their faction next before they... Before they pull in like a, I kind of agree. I agree guy. that they should, but I think that that's what they're gonna. I think they could do that. Here's the thing. I think and, and Helico doesn't have to work that high spot style. He's actually a pretty good like uh, ground and pound. And like you, you even t- they even like put over the reason why I I, I really mm. got that idea was because they kept putting over that he has that background and stuff like that. They kept putting yeah. over mm. like his everything. They were like really driving that home. Like it sounded like that was a note from the fucking back. Like the note that that Tony was like probably on their headset going like hey put this over put this over put this over like to me it's very obvious that's where it's going i was delighted to see him on tv though mm-hmm. yeah, this I mean, was a really s- solid match uh, there was some funny bits on commentary overall uh, regal uh talking to excalibur so that he's looking scrumptious in his profile whatever the fuck that means <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Um, he said that uh, that he said that he loves seeing uh, fellows throw around thrown around by big men uh, when uh, Mox is getting like tossed around by Butcher or uh, yeah the Butcher and uh, JR at one point sings Wild Thing or at least tries to that was (laughs) added something to this match they are having Um, a good time I guess yeah (laughs) Uh, this was good though I thought it was pretty solid yeah oh oh another note because joey you had said that wheeler yuda had like the generic gear their gear is all personalized it has his name and everything on it no i didn't say that he did i said that the other guys didn't have like black Bull, they didn't have black Bull combat club branding mox 100 does max uh, does, much does now but danielson uh, at least danielson has the colors oh yeah he's changed his colors too yeah you're right he didn't when i ta- when i brought it up but now they okay. do. So. well there's a point where we'll talk about that later though uh, we then have Hobbs and Ricky Stark backstage. They're interrupted by Jurassic Express. Uh, Jungle Boy challenges Ricky for the FTW title, which Christian claims he never defends, which we've seen quite a few 
FTW defenses. So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, you know, they're just talking, talking shit. Uh, we then have Shivani with Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Uh, they say they have unfinished business with Team Taz, so you know we'll see how they uh, come into play with their t- eventual tag title match. Who knows what'll happen? And we then had Wardlow versus William Morrissey. MJF does this whole thing introducing him. They has this funny bit where he goes for like a high five, but like he has to like lower, like Morrissey has to lower it because he's you know seven feet tall. Uh, yeah, I he does that was... thing where he's like, lower, lower, oh, okay, a little lower. Wasn't that the big cast and Enzo high five? Like he would put it up there. And I think Enzo so. Would jump yeah. up and do like the fucking like big high five. Yeah. Yeah, and the the crowd crowd had dueling chants of "We want Enzo" and "No, we don't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, you know maybe I'm speaking for all of us here. Uh, I side with the "No, we don't." Crew. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Dude, his but Morrissey's reaction to that was fucking hilarious. He did. He d- he did the little Enzo dance and then like did a fuck you dude it was yeah, so funny his, arm, yeah. his Enzo dance was so funny and spot on yeah it was good and like dude he looked great like we were talking about it last week like we saw him on Impact and we're like blown away like how how much better he's gotten and like how he's really turned things around for himself he was so much better than he was when he was in WWE like he's really applying everything he's ever learned and like he looked fucking great here like he he's definitely awesome. he's definitely applying one thing that he learned how to inject <sighs> anabolic steroids into his ass oh my god we <laughs> yeah. got the accusations here on this show i guess yeah <laughs> oh my god Listen. maybe yeah probably you know what that's joey fine. Go, go off because <laughs> I, I, I know you're cool i know you're fine with that i and, I, I, and you I, know honestly I'll be real i don't with care y'all. that i don't care that much either i'll be real with y'all like there's a there's a documentary that people should watch. It's called Bigger, Faster, Stronger, and it's about like the misunderstanding of steroids and is it a drug? It kind of is, but like I mean it is, but it's like a fucking miracle thing. People do way worse shit. People inject Botox into their fucking face. People get like plastic surgery and things like that. You're telling me that there's something that you can inject in your body, you get bigger muscles, like <laughs> and you I don't know, lose Botox weight. is worse, and and they're you know you can abuse steroids like anything else. You there's could, yeah, probably, just like anything else. There's probably a way to regulate it and maybe get its maximum effects with, and minimize the potential damage. But you know, in this country, uh, and I, I don't nec- I don't necessarily think like legalizing steroids should be at the forefront of anyone's maybe not. priorities or whatever. But in this country, like you know, we fucking just pretend well, the reason that drugs why don't don't exist and and fucking try to the, bury them and and just let things remain dangerous and well, the, and listen, there's no one that hates drugs more than me. But like, dude, our like as as a culture here in the states, like, we would just rather let people die than pretend that this shit that people are going to use this shit anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, so. and, and at the same time, like. um the main reason it's demonized is because people think like it's it's all about sports, right? People love sports, especially in America. People love sports everywhere, but they're like my sports, my sports, and you know they feel like it like uh, tarnishes the. Um, there's that, yeah. There's the other side does. of the cult. There's the other side of the culture that fucking you know creates the need and want for people to use exactly it. that too. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, I want to see. I want to see a whole team of roided up people fucking like against another team of roided up people. USA Network that- on fucking seven o'clock every Monday. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I'm talking about like in actual sports, like like 
seeing people like reach this this uh this peak that that no normal human can and doing like crazy oh, yeah. superhuman sports that would be nuts i would want to watch that well you just make it like its own dedicated thing. yeah i want to watch like fucking steroid sports yeah watch 90s nfl brother yeah. <laughs> or 90s or, or late 90s fucking baseball or just yeah. 90s baseball in general and like people people like demonize this stuff and like uh it's um and man this is this is a hot take and probably really controversial for me to say but i think steroids have an absolute like a really bad rap and like uh fuck man wrestling isn't real like fucking if somebody wants to have a good look wrestling is real it's just you know you know but like predetermined steroids steroids don't do jack shit to steroids aren't going to do anything to get you the w is what you're trying to say exactly exactly yeah it's it, it it has no like yeah, it has no bearing on that, and it, and it shouldn't be a big deal. Unless you somebody, work for WWE, then it'll probably get you a few Ws. You hear, you hear yeah, people talk true. shit about like people's weight and like, oh, they're losing, they're fucking gaining weight, and they need to fucking get in the shape and all that shit. Well, here's a good way to do it. Winstraw, so, brother. Winstraw, brother. <laughs> Trend, brother. Trend hard. <laughs> well, regardless of whether or not you know. Trend hard, eat clean, bro. <laughs> so even if Morrissey used uh, steroids, he did not pick up the W here. <laughs> Lost to a single power bomb, but it was a pretty solid looking power bomb. So oh, yeah. that was impressive. Crowd popped for it. Uh, security comes back in the ring to cuff Wardlow. You know, because this whole bit is he has to be escorted to and from the ring. He just destroys all of them. Grabs a mic, tells MJF that he's going to you know do whatever it takes to get his hands on him and get his release. MJF says that they'll have a contract signing next week in Long Island. I normally don't like this stuff. But this was great. And you know one one little thing about it was the spacing of the security guards that were running in and the timing of him wiping everyone out was just believable enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if it's believable that they would like come in at him one by one, but it, you know, it don't worry about that. Suspend your disbelief anyway. It's about <laughs> timing and rhythm of this beatdown. Dude, the crowd was going nuts for this. I've never seen this done better. And again, I normally don't like this stuff. And then furthermore. He didn't sound goofy on the mic when he was fired up. Like his voice sounded cool. I thought he sounded pretty cool. And I was down on this dude as early as two weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) Between the booking and him revealing a little bit more to us than we've seen, you know, in years past in his singles matches, which I found pretty dull. You know, this is, is this pro wrestling magic? He's, he's also getting the, the Wardlow chance to like the Goldberg cadence yeah. the goldberg chant cadence <clears throat> and there is some similarity to the booking but obviously wardlow is is a fucking like more advanced wrestler than goldberg ever was well like that kind of booking sort of evergreen right you can do mm-hmm. that in any era mm-hmm. yeah but and as said, he's definitely better than Goldberg. i haven't seen it done this well in a long time oh yeah he shits on yeah, goldberg yeah, it's good. It's fucking good shit. I'm I'm literally excited every week to see what's gonna happen next with this Wardlow thing, and it being like them choosing to do this contract signing in Long Island is just gonna be fucking oh, wild. Yeah. It's gonna that, be wild. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be so interesting to see. Is, is, I is, know. Is, is, yeah. Is with as over as Wardlow is, and as over as like uh, MJF is as a babyface in Long Island. Like, what is this gonna be like? Is right? are they gonna hate Wardlow, or are they just gonna fucking go fucking absolutely ape shit for both of them? I'm going to talk about this in a little bit later because I know we have a question. I'm going to I'm uh, going to bring this up. Okay. All right. So next up, we got a couple of Tony Schiavone segments. Uh, he's backstage with uh, 
Ruby, Tony, Britt, and Jamie, you know, they promote their tag match. Apparently that, uh, on Rampage, apparently that's actually the first women's match to ever open a show, um, on AEW television, which I did not realize, but, yeah, another first. And we'll talk about that when we get to it. And then, the, uh, the big segment of the show. He brings out Hangman to the ring. Hangman had COVID last week, so he couldn't be there, and apparently they had to rewrite some stuff. So, Hangman cuts this promo about CM Punk says that there's not going to be a handshake at the pay-per-view or a masturbatory Bret Hart tribute match. Oh my god. The Insane. crowd just seemed kind of stunned by this. Clearly a fan of the show. I'm and, telling you, know. you they're ta- they fucking watch the show. <laughs> I or they li- not I just, watch the show, they listen to the show, I guarantee it. I couldn't believe because we we were watching the separately again this week and like I like when I heard that I'm like I couldn't believe he had said that. I'm like holy shit. Like <laughs> yeah. everything we had like criticized about like, you know, you know, as much as we love Punk's return run, as much as, you know, we like, you know, FTR and whatnot, it's like, you know, we were like, you know, you know, the Bret Hart stuff's getting a little old. And hearing Hangman just say, like, yeah, like, you know, there's not going to be that in our match. It's like either yeah. they're really on the ball at that or they're straight up listening to the show. And if you are listening to the show, I need my fucking consultant check right now. <laughs> uh, he then calls out some guy, some fan of a Punk shirt and says that he's going to want a refund if he doesn't burn the shirt himself after the match. <laughs> very heelish but yep. yeah with that all that stuff aside and as awesome as that was i mean adam page saying that still makes him a baby face for me but this was a very heel promo out of nowhere no turn nothing he just came out and started being an asshole for no reason that was so weird to me it is weird but man i really liked it because he's <laughs> yeah. he's never been the kind of baby face really come out and say super nice stuff all the time yeah like yeah and like he's even like kind of like avoided certain tropes right you know when like the crowd was like chanting you deserve it when he won the title he's like no i don't i earned this and like you know kind of angry at them i thought this was good i think he's building he's building a match it is heel shit on the surface and everything we know about wrestling but it really doesn't have to be and it shouldn't be it's a guy who's got a title match and he's fucking showing you that he's gonna make a fucking challenge like He's yeah. not, he doesn't, know, he's, he doesn't give a shit about yeah, his opponent. He doesn't, yeah. doesn't give a shit about CM Punk or that, that he's over with whatever. Like, this was good shit. And it could be, if CM Punk does a, his big heel turn at this pay-per-view, then none of it will matter, right? So he'll be mm-hmm. protected against you know being, you know, any lingering effects of this promo. In fact, like, he may, might even look more like a babyface for it. But man, I fucking loved this shit, dude. Yeah, it was oh, good. This was great, and he did such a good job with it. Holy shit! Oh, yeah. yeah, the crowd. You're right, Doc. The crowd was just stunned overall at the fucking tone of this. But to me, this makes him like a more interesting character. Makes him more badass. Match. I agree. Yeah. So like, 100%. this was useful. This was great. Next up, we have uh, Jay Lethal's crew. Uh, Sanjay says they don't need a red carpet, and Lethal calls out uh, Takeshita for their match on Rampage, which will be the main event. We then had Santana versus Jericho, who is now going by the Wizard. So we've got, you know, Grand Wizard Chris Jericho here. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) God damn it. He's going to do a journalistic interview with David Duke, and there'll be a disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> oh where he's just like, God. I'm just, you know, I just wanted to do this interview as a journalist, and, you know, we're going to keep things, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to the interview. He's like, oh, my God, dude, David Duke. Oh, this is so <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe I'm I never, I never I really thought of, I've never really thought about race relations like this before. Wow. Yeah. You might be oh, my something. God. 
if anybody doesn't know what we're referencing, it's uh, the Donald Jr. interview that he did. We're at the top of the show. He, you know, came on and said, hey, I know this is he's a controversial figure, but this was a big chance for me to do an interview as a journalist. I was on board. I was like, OK, man, I hear you. And then he it just was a fucking hour long dick sucking fest of Donald Jr. where he was agreeing with everything <laughs> he said, and laughing at him and like burying like politicians that he didn't like. And it was, oh, my God, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Insane. He's still like I still see fucking Donald Jr.'s dried fucking jizz on fucking Chris Jericho's <laughs> fucking soul patch, dude. <laughs> on his soul. Oh my god. Clean that shit out, Jericho. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh um, my god. So the match itself was pretty decent. I did literally write my notes. Santana does three amigos. Joey will cringe. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Um uh jericho wins with the judas effect and they just start beating them down js still on top santana ortiz and eddie kingston need backup soon a uh, feud is continuing this match was every bit as good as it could have been mm-hmm. every bit as good as it could have been i wasn't really excited about it and it was good santana yeah, it was good. santana kind of brought it man you know for what it was dude against expectations for a tv match where again we were talking about predictability Mm -hmm. every match so far like from the blackpool combat club match you knew who was going over this match you knew who was going over they were they've been like uh wardlow you knew who was fucking going over you know yeah Yeah. they've been uh by the numbers and and, and in a good way like it's it's been very like uh just very solid safe but good storytelling so far I'll agree with that for once, and I normally, mm-hmm. I normally get annoyed when everything is is predictable, and I that didn't right. really, that didn't really bother me this, but especially it, it, this week. It's very New Japan. I mean, New Japan is often very predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but then, you know like, what? You get, just, you get the payoff, and you fucking go crazy for it. There are times where just when I start to think, I don't know if I can continue to watch New Japan if it's going to stay this predictable. Like, I will be surprised. Right. So maybe that's, that's what that maybe that's what needs to happen here. Hey, real quick, going back to that Wardlow match, why do you think he finished Morrissey with just the one power bomb since he's been putting over the symphony and even gave Lance four? Honestly, because well, he's bigger. Well, number one, he's bigger than Lance. Yeah, and, but and, and number maybe, two, like yeah. that, it's such a it's a it's a much bigger power bomb. So maybe you only need less, but like. Maybe it's it would be really really hard to. Maybe that's why the match was shorter too, so he could make sure he can get that power bomb and not be too blown up to botch it. Like maybe you don't think he it was like you don't think I it did was some, like, like really athletic shit in that match. They too. did, like, they yeah. That, that match not. that match was sick and like it was good. It was a perfect time and everything. But I I also think like maybe you don't want to like risk it when two when you're giving a really giant dude a fucking power bomb. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe you don't want to risk it. You want to be like I said. You want to be safe, but in a good way. So you don't uh, think it was political, like how? hey, don't no. fucking have, don't fucking stooge our fucking no, not at all. I don't even think he's saying yo, don't do that. I don't think he signed to Impact anymore. So okay, uh, but like he, um, yeah, I, I hundred percent think that they just wanted to make sure it was sa- like it was going to be safe. Like they get the one power bomb, get in, get out, perfect. Like move on. That shit is fucking awesome. Like to me, like that's you want to make it just be safe like imagine if he went for another one and he botched it how fucking how like how big would the winds have been like left your sails you know what i yeah, mean that's like true like be safe right here uh next up we have a quick samoa joe promo uh 
calling out uh, Jay Lethal. And then we have, uh, this was a segment that popped up um, on commercial break on Dynamite and on Rampage a couple times, which was uh, Tony Khan celebrating uh, Asian American Pacific Islander Month and kind of just like putting over, you know, the various talent on his shows of that descent. So that was nice. He's putting himself over. He's putting himself over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We then have Gun Club. They've got a couple gifts for the acclaimed. They hand them and they're scissors. And they're like, what does this mean? And Billy Gunn says, stick them in, boys. And we have five grown men scissors, three of whom are related. That's why there's parental advisory on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, normally you just get this type of material in like truck stop bookstores. (laughs) <laughs> or you know the the that Japanese promotion we were talking about earlier too, but oh, yeah. apparently you know. <laughs> Does anybody know the source of that? Like what what that that has that exists and it was a big they had they drew a big crowd. Does anybody know? <laughs> like I just I need to know. I'm just surprised they didn't have like plastic sheets like they used to at those Gallagher. Oh yeah, like Gallagher hitting the watermelon. watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fucking fans were like into it, like getting splashed by Shamu. Like yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! God damn it! Holy shit! Uh, okay, but yeah, so I guess uh, Gun Club and the Acclaimed are a unit now, so that's fun. That's a hell of a faction. If you need a faction to fucking eat some pins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> kind of yeah. I mean, oh hey, you know, at least they're all you know they're all pretty good. Um, I think probably part of it is just might be that uh. Crap! Which one of the acclaimed is Wait, injured? Didn't 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 Bones. like a didn't Gun Club go on an insane undefeated streak? Isn't that like wasn't that like a thing? that was all on dark? Yeah, but it was all on dark. But isn't that insane that they had that many wins and they still come off as a jobber team? <laughs> <laughs> like they have more wins than probably the top stars and like <laughs> and they yeah, still, that's why. I mean, it's kind of me. it's kind of like their dad too though right like he yeah. was like he wasn't like an under guy but like no one remembers him as like like they like the only people th- thing that people remember about him being like remotely close to the main event is like the promo where the rock just like completely fucking buried him i don't know what happened like um yeah yeah exactly the rock buried him because i thought he was getting his like due right there like he was finally being put in like a prominent spot and like yeah like that's crazy she got shit on by the rock didn't they do a ladder match too <sighs> i don't remember i, sure. I want to say just... they did a ladder match uh, they might have. Uh, next up, we have the Varsity Blondes in the ring. Pillman Jr. puts over, uh, what's his face? Uh, John Hardbaugh is his dad's best friend. I don't know. that he. Why wasn't he on the Pillman documentary then? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Yeah, that might have been uh, a anyways, little, little kayfabery right there. Didn't they say that about yeah. somebody that was way too young to be his best friend too? Or did they, 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 they actually did apparently go to college together, so they were apparently roommates. Yeah, apparently they were roommates. Who is this again? Yeah. Who who were who's roommates? John Harbaugh's like the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Yeah. For whatever reason, I thought they were saying that about somebody else, and they were like young. I was like, how's that possible? Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, they did a they did a thing in WWE where like R True kept saying that John Cena was his childhood hero, even though he's older than John Cena. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only thing I can think of in wrestling where that context happened. But anyways, they call out uh, the House of Black uh, for tormenting Julia. Doesn't end up well. House of Black comes out, beats the shit out of them. Completely one-sided, pretty much. Uh, especially to Griff Garrison. That guy looked like a complete geek here. Then Dude, Malachi what? corners Julia Hart, yeah. and they pull her eye patch off after she refuses to uh, hit the chair to uh, Griff Garrison. 
I'm still was, disappointed that we didn't see her smoking cigarettes outside the back of a school or something. Didn't she? Wasn't there like some black paint around her eye? Did you guys notice that? Yeah, yeah she's yeah, got like the doing, same yeah. makeup that uh, Malachi does almost. So she's being she's she's being corrupted or whatever. This is very like Luna. No, not even maybe. Oh, you know what? Nowhere near as good as Luna. But no way, nowhere is no, near as good as but that. Definitely, dude, that that Luna fucking like promo. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Where she shaves her head and like, oh my god, that's legendary. If you have never seen that, look that shit up. Where she, where uh, where Luna becomes Luna. It's so fucking good. Uh, with uh, Kevin Sullivan like corrupting her, it's brilliant. It looks like an apartment full, like a one bedroom apartment full of Oklahoma Satanists. Yeah, straight up, <laughs> it looks real. Like it looks legit. Yeah. It looks it looks yeah. fucking terrifying. That would be crazy, dude. What if, what if, like Julia Hart the most adorable person on the roster like goes full luna like in like commits to like having like a crazy ass look and shaves her head and all crazy like tattoos it and everything oh, what if she goes full bore like luna did like that'd be insane well this story is not done yet um because you know she didn't join them here death triangle interrupts which uh leads to the uh Next match, which is Ray Phoenix versus Dante Martin in the last Owen Hart qualifier match for the men. This was really fun. Uh, this was just like your typical, like, fun, high flying match. They all did like cool athletic shit. Uh, again, kind of the predictability thing. I think the person that we thought would win won, which was Ray Phoenix. Really good. He, they, he wins with like this really awesome looking pile driver. Um, he was coming back, but I'll admit, I didn't really know that he was going over for sure. This was the one match I wasn't That's really fair. sure about because I just figured Phoenix has got the stuff with, you know, the feud with House of Black. But he's and, also freshly back. It, he but that's but the th- that's the thing. He's freshly back, so it would be hard to for him to eat a pin here, but he's still got that going on and and Dante's brother is on the shelf and we know that they gave him a big push at the end of last year. I thought they might be putting him in the tournament. This was incredible. I thought this match was incredible. Yeah. Of its kind. It was, was this was, you know, this could have been on a pay-per-view. This was awesome. Both of these guys mm-hmm. were just fucking yeah, this was going. Really good. It off. should be on a pay-per-view. They they oh, were like yeah. yeah, they need they could have had more time and it would have been just fucking unreal. And it was it was really yeah. good for, even for the time that they had. This was the best match on the show. Like I'm and I know I know it's, you know, whatever this stuff gets criticized and stuff, but of its type, it doesn't get much better you than this. You thought this was better than TV. the main event? Yeah. I thought this really? was Yeah, I thought yeah. this was All right. I thought this was great. Like I was popping okay. for this. I couldn't believe some of the shit I was seeing. Oh wow. I just yeah, thought this, this was, was really terrific. Good. Yeah, this was terrific. Holy shit. Um so that takes us to the complete uh do we want to talk about the men's bracket? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, since this fills it out. Yeah, so we've got Adam Cole versus Dax Hardwood. We later get I think it was on Rampage that Hardwood cut a promo on this where he said that uh it's very clear the people that Adam Cole looks up to in this business, which I don't know if that means that Adam Cole is going to beat him for sure for the heat. It's a, it's, or if that it, means yeah, that it's he a. Won't. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart right. masturbatory thing, like you said. So, which I was like, do we? Does that mean he wins or does he lose? I don't know. I'm actually not 100 percent sure. I, I'm, it's like, a Adam student, Cole's the it's singles a, guy. It's a student of Bret Hart versus a student of, uh, or Mark for Bret Hart versus a Mark for for Shawn Michaels. That's what it yeah. is. All right. Uh, obviously, Adam Cole is going over there. I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah, I would think that would make the most sense. Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen, which did have like Darby cut a really fucking weird promo for it. It was just like super short. I can't remember what he said, but it was just like 
yeah, I'm, I'm gonna kiss him up against Jeff Hardy, and it was like, which, okay. which, 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 which to a lot of people, that's a dream match, and he's just like, yep, yeah, yeah, he kind of something. Yeah. I mean, he had, he had. I'll give him this. He had my reaction to it. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we got for that one? I think probably Darby. You know, it's always yeah. safer to take the guy who's not in a tag team tournament. Sometimes we'll have tag team guys advance a little bit, so there's precedent for that. Yeah. especially in bigger tournaments. This is only an eight-man tournament. My theory for this is that they should have done a like a, a pay-per-view and just had all these matches on one card and had them, had them, you know, the winners would obviously have to wrestle three matches. But you know what? Like that the opening a round cool could, factor to it. Yeah, it would have been cool. They've I done mean, that you, before. You, you still have your, like, you still have your, like, uh, storylines and stuff that you need to do on Double or Nothing, so... Are you saying they would need to do an extra pay per view or add a pay per view? I mean, they could have yes, done a big yeah. special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also have been, the, yeah. and then they also have the women's. Yeah, I think they they could have done those both in the same night. I mean, like I mean, I, they could have separated them too, in my opinion. But yeah, but they could have they could have done a men's special. It's and a fourteen women's special. matches. It's fourteen matches. You may as well just uh, do it all in a, a big thing, and the opening matches don't have to be super long. That's true. They can be like squashes or something. You have some, We've some dudes, squashes. Some of these these pay per views have gone like AW pay per views go on over four hours sometimes. Yeah, you know, that's true. With the buy in and everything, dude. Yeah, they could have done it, but I guess, man, they're just gonna kind of sprinkle it around TV and stuff, and it'll be a little tougher to keep track of. But whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean okay, come like on. Reminding it, us. It's not gonna be tougher than keeping track of. Uh, when we were trying to keep track of New Japan Cup or even the G1. No, that's gonna... that's that's yeah. true, but they were doing... It's like I child's mean, they were, play compared to that. They were sprinkling that over a bunch of dates, too. But Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, but the New Japan Cup was huge this year. And this is only an eight-man tournament, but it's not hard yeah. to keep track of, like, yeah, oh, I mean, who Yeah, if you advanced. factored in the qualifiers, it, it was basically, you know... If, if we watch like we have been, we're going to not miss anything. Since they're doing it on TV and they did qualifiers, why not just make it a 16-man tournament? To, to, build, to build hype. I guess, yeah, I guess they were doing that to build hype. But uh, yeah, yeah I, it's just like, oh, when is this match happening? When is this match? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm talking about, losing track. Yeah, of, I think oh, that's it's like, fair. oh, this is coming on. It just doesn't seem as big of a deal if like we're not like, oh, the Owen Cup is tonight. You know what I mean? I mean, they've been building the Owen Cup thing for a year. They've been talking about uh, not it. that long, but Come it's, on, it's, dude, it's been a while. It's been, a, it's no, been, a it's long. been like, yeah, it's been like a year because like, they've been Since talking they about it. They announced it. it. Yeah, when they announced it. And yeah. I mean, they've been, it's been a full year. I mean, I know they announced it last year, but I don't think they've been like building it since you know no not building it but they've talked about it like it's coming like did they need to announce it way yeah, back then they've been fair. keeping it in the conversation yeah that's fair uh um, we also have ray phoenix versus kyle o'reilly in the tournament yeah see see right now just my opinion of it it doesn't seem any more special than like when they did the tnt title or, or uh, sorry tbs title tournament and stuff like that where it's just like oh mm-hmm. when is the next match I mean, they've just been talking about this for so long. We'll see once it gets started, because because those matches, those late matches, are probably going to be pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. So, who do we have for Ray Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly? Uh, man, that's a good one because they're they're both in tag teams, right? So, I, I'd yeah. say I'd say I say Ray Phoenix because they're kind of yeah. going their separate ways, and like uh, Pentagon's doing Penta Obscuro, and uh, Ray Phoenix is probably got, needs to get his uh, his single shine too. So, I see him going forward. I'll yeah, agree I think with that's that. fair. Yeah, I'll agree with that, especially since I see Cole advancing. Then uh, an interesting one: Samoa Joe versus a Joker. Who's the Joker? We don't. I have no idea. I am completely. We we, spec- we speculated, right? Johnny Gargano. Okay, that's okay. one I. It's, I it's, heard. it's interesting uh, just because, like, yeah, that could be yeah, Claudio. Do you um, think it'll be a big debut like that? The only thing, it's weird Maybe. because it's like 
Could be Miro. Yeah, see that Could that's be, one yeah. that we speculated. Yeah, that that one I think kind of leads the way if he's healthy. Yeah, it's just kind of weird because it's like it's against Samoa Joe, and you'd think like that would kind of indicate that they're not going to go over him. I is, guess like they could have Joe, like Jay Lethal screw him or something. Yeah, is Joe versus is Joe versus Miro? Is, do you guys consider that a dream match? No, uh, I never really thought about it. But I think sick. that could be good. Hey, do they really sick. never have a match in WWE? They don't think so. And dude, I, him and, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like one of those ones where like him and, and Gargano I, I even would kind of kill thought, it. Yeah, I even kind of thought about that with um, oh my Jeff god, Jeff Hardy and Bobby Fish, where it's like these people were in the same company for years and like never had the, a match. The dream match, the dream match is Claudio though. Like, yeah, Joe versus Claudio. I mean, they've had matches. We've seen it, but like not a modern one. Ooh, that would be fucking nuts. Did they not have a match in if there were in WWE? I think they did. Did they? I think so. I know they had heat, but uh, Cesaro was Cesaro was outspoken about the Muscle Buster being dangerous after it hurt his friend. That's crazy. He said that. Well, it was his tag partner at the time, right? They had okay. They had a match in King of the Ring 2019. Oh, okay. First first round match, so they've there's precedent for them having a first round tournament match. There's been there's been some Rusev and Samoa Joe stuff like where there's been multi man matches, but never a singles. Interesting. Or no, they did. They did have one with the Miz as the special referee. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> in well. 2018 on SmackDown. Okay, so there is speculation that it's Cesaro though. Just fucking okay. accidentally. There's so much, there's, I wasn't there's even a ton looking. Of speculation. Yeah, I haven't. I wasn't even looking for that. But yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, so that takes um, us through the uh, the first round of the tournament. So, I, I and you know what? You know who else it could be? Fucking like Satnam Singh or something. You know? I, like, I don't know about that, dude. Honestly, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I could straight I up mean, see that. Like he's, he's like ready. the he's like the hired he's like the hired assassin. We don't know if he's ready. We don't haven't seen him. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if he's ready. Oh yeah, yeah. We haven't seen him. Like, dude. On, and you know what? I know yeah, we're going to take him out later. of the tournament or whatever, but but it'd be dribble, but it would also be weird if he went over Joe Clean or something, you know? That'd be nuts. Yeah, that oh my god! All right, uh, next up, uh, I think the show kind of took a turn at this point. We had Thunderosa cut a promo on Serena Deeb. This was really rough for what they were like. Basically, just like, hey, I've seen you have matches, and I want to fight you, and they just like had a real tough time like articulating that for whatever reason thunder rosa does that thing where she is responding in real time or whatever to deep and not taking turns talking you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. sometimes that you got to be real careful about doing that in wrestling like it can it can be good but i don't think she was very good at doing it because she was she was saying things like oh i'm ready like you know interrupting her with that Oh, you betcha, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> oh, you betcha. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, I it, think you got to be fair. real careful. Um, yeah, you got to be real careful about doing that. And I think that threw off the rhythm of Deeb and the 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 square off in general. But yeah, so they're having the match at the pay-per-view. Um, that was all the promo was there for. Uh, we did actually get another little promo before the main event, which was John Silver cutting a promo on CM Punk that he's going to dance with the Meat Man next week. So... That's going to be that in can, Long Island. 
Yeah, that's his hometown. I think do, that'll be. I think it'll definitely be a fun match. Do you think? Um, do you think that uh, people are gonna hate CM Punk there? He, after he buried the feud with MJF. Well, and he buried CM. He buried and, yeah. Long Island. Uh, yeah, he did. And then the yeah. promo talk shit about we'll the see, Islanders. See how long the memories last. He sure did. He'll come out and be like the Islanders. Boy, they can't win a hockey game. And then yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. But hey, Islanders fans, will you guys tell your team that the puck goes in the net? <laughs> Just the latest news about whatever their star player is. Yeah. I heard he yeah. ate at a fucking subway and then shit himself. <laughs> Ivan Ivan Sergeov. I mean, for that would be pretty. Honestly, those honestly those are like like if you just if you're a heel and and like and like the the Booker tells you to do a fucking promo and and like mention the sports team or something like that. That's what I would do. I think you just make something up. I heard fucking <laughs> Wayne Gretzky went to a fucking subway and then fucking shit himself. <laughs> It was all over the news. Be even funnier. If, <laughs> just make shit up. Even funnier oh if, if, if that is the exact example he uses. Like, it'd be like, <laughs> I heard what? he's a premature ejaculator. Just say it like whatever, like yeah. outlandish, absurd yeah. thing you think of. Exactly. Yeah. Just completely lie. <laughs> and it would just be a player. It would just be a player who never played for that team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the New York Islanders are sponsored by uh, the Nazis. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Wow, those are really great uniforms. They all have to wear uniforms. a swastika on their jersey, yeah, <laughs> like in the little patch section. It says like it says like uh, Emirates Air Emirates, and then the swastika next to it. Jesus Christ! Oh man. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, that takes us to our main event, which was Mercedes Martinez versus Deanna Peraza for the undisputed ROH Women's Championship match. I thought this was kind of a brave choice for the main event. Like, it makes sense it's a title match. It should, it should be a big deal. But the fact that, like, I, like, I mean, one of these women has never been on AEW television before uh, because Deanna's with Impact. And mm-hmm. Mercedes isn't, like, super over for this crowd. And... I kind of felt like the crowd wasn't like super into this match, and that kind of took me a little out of it. But mm. I thought the match itself was technically pretty good and sound. I think for the when you, if you're worried about it like being the main event for the crowd, that's not as much of a concern because like they've got the rampage matches coming up, so it's not like it's the last match of the night for them. Right. For the well, I mean, t- like just the, like as like yeah, you know, even like from a ratings perspective. Yeah, too, yeah, from like, a TV and ratings perspective. Yeah, it was kind of cool seeing Diana Perazzo there. Like, uh, I, she I got guess a reaction. She, is she still signed to Impact? They were using her Impact music. Well, another piece of predictable booking. You know, Tony got all the ROH mm-hmm. titles off all of the people that he's not already beholden to contractually. Yeah. And, and we know that he yeah. signed uh, Mercedes Martinez. And yeah, we he's know that. Put it on the person he signed. So yeah, so this sense, was yeah. this was another really predictable match. However, Mercedes had better chemistry with Diana than I've seen her have with anybody so far in her AEW run, including Willow. You know, because I think Willow's really good, but um, I don't know that. Uh, I don't think Martinez is that great. I think she I, needs, I like her. I think she needs a second half. Like, like she needs her. an opponent that she has chemistry with. She's maybe yeah. Uh, she's I like how like that. I think that's fair. I like how believable she is, and that's my favorite thing about yeah, her. But she does but like that. man. Imagine in in like no offense to her, but like imagine if this was Willow instead. Oh, it would have yeah. been so much better. Oh, People would have been yeah. so into this. Yeah. Oh yeah, Willow's fucking great. Mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, I was thinking the Jay Lethal match was on this show, 
and not on the. No, that's that's rampage. Yeah, that's rampage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to talk about that match. Yeah. Should we go right into rampage let's, then? Let's go into yeah. rampage. All right, so we open up with a tag match. Uh, they've been promoting this for a few weeks. Doctor Britt Baker, uh, DMD, and Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Uh, we get some Pittsburgh sucks chance. I did not know there was such uh, animosity towards that city in Baltimore, but <laughs> here we are. And uh, this was honestly a really solid match. Uh, maybe the highlight sequence was uh, Tony's in there with Britt and does like this hip attack that just like looks like it just destroys her. And she goes for a second one and Hater hits like this brutal boot to her head after that. And it's yeah. like there's clearly a lot of chemistry there that I can't wait to see their uh, opening match uh, in the tournament for. Uh, this match was just really solid. I thought it was a lot yeah. of fun. Um, Tony got the pin on Brit, so like you know, that's like a big way to like establish someone as incredible, right? You know, like you know, she doesn't necessarily need to win that round, first round match against Jamie Hader, but she could. And but either way, I mean, she got a win on a former champion, so that's definitely puts her like in the picture for something yeah. at some point. I, I love I love this match. Um, at first, I wasn't liking it. I thought like it was there was that that blind tag. That Tony Storm literally left her corner to make oh, yeah, at the very like, beginning, and I was like, "Jesus just Christ, what the, the fuck is rope. this?" I was like, "What the fuck is this? Is this what we're in for?" And then they quickly turned around. Jamie Hader is fucking phenomenal. Fuck, she's mm-hmm. top tier. Holy shit! Like, mm-hmm. uh, she's oh my god, I love her. And then Tony Storm was awesome. That fucking ass attack in the corner was the most brutal yeah. thing I've seen on AEW TV with women and like. Yeah. And a lot of the men too. Like, holy crap! She fucking came you know crashing, what? and then Brent fucking was like, "Ern." Like, yeah, yeah, that looked. She, yeah, it looked like she smashed her. Really and it gets it gets to my um, biggest complaint or my biggest gripe about Tony Storm is her facials, like when she's in the match. So she hits her with this ass attack or hip attack or whatever you want to call it. And totally destroys her. And then she starts running back to the other side of the ring for another one. And she always has this look on her. And it was even funnier in this spot, considering how brutal that was, right? She Uh always has this look on her face like an elementary schoolgirl who's, like, competing in, like, a field day event. (laughs) Like the fucking, like, a... Like that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Just, like, she looks, like, real serious, but also kind of juvenile. And I don't know. It's something about, you know, we talk about we talk about facials and wrestling and uh, not the kind of that we were talking about in the Japanese uh, <laughs> squirt spot wrestling. But, um, you know, you talk about people's facial expression during the match sometimes and hers is just really funny. For whatever reason, in this spot, it was even funnier because that was so brutal. And then she just, like, kills her and starts running back like she's, like, lining up for the three-legged race or whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I'd read online that um, somebody had commented, um, oh, Storm and Hader are really carrying this match. And I thought, oh, we're going to get pretty weak performances out of Brit. This was before I watched it out of Brit and right. Soho. But no, I thought they were pretty good. Nah, I thought they were really good. solid. Yeah. 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 Everyone I mean, was really solid here. Storm and Hader are the standouts. Yeah. The thing about Hader is it seems like, and, and they've already been doing this, like it's already been a slow build with her. But given like, the what I think are kind of unfounded criticisms of AEW's women's scene or whatever. The time is now with her. Don't make us wait anymore. Right. You need you need her in the big matches. You need her taking on yeah. Thunder Rosa. Agreed. You, you need her yeah. fucking t- or taking on uh fucking Jade. Whatever. Exactly. Like she needs to win this thing. Probably. Tony Storm is going to win that first round. I don't know. That's what I really seems hope. To think. I hope not. I really hope not. But I feel like that's going to happen too. 
And, you know, I want to, I agree with you 100%. Like, she needs, she needs to be the one that has the rocket ship fucking trapped on her. But, but I want, I wanted to, like, make another point about Ruby Soho. And I think Ruby Soho is pretty, she's pretty good. Like, she's really solid. Uh, there's some things, like, little things I don't like about her, but there is some little things that I really like, I really do like about her. And she, um, like, when she's on the apron, she does these, she does, like, all this stuff, like, in between her moves that I notice where she still has a lot of, like, personality coming through uh, in between stuff. And that's something that a lot of people don't do. Like, they're not very good at going from A to, from point A to point B, like, between moves. It mm-hmm. looks like they're kind of going through the motions sometimes. She does not do that at all. Like, she looks like she's moving somewhere with purpose. She looks like she's doing somewhere with purpose. And none more so when she was on the apron waiting for her tag. She's, like, jumping around everywhere, like, fucking chomping at the bit to get in, grabbing the rope, shaking it, like, cheering on her teammate. Like, she was so good. And, like, hardly... People don't really do that anymore. I mean, I'm not saying... Yeah, I mentioned Tony Storm's face, but I wonder if uh it's... I wonder if her problem is what you're talking about, is that she doesn't do that. Maybe she, you know, maybe she, she doesn't. She just kind of has that I've got to go from point A to point B look yeah. on her face. That reminds me of like a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, and, and she kind of does. And like Ruby Soho does not have that problem. And that's to me, that's where Ruby Soho really stands out. And that's a little thing that you don't come by as much as as much as you'd like to when you watch wrestling. And like I see her like like especially like I said when she was on the apron and she's like getting hyped and she's ready to get in there. That helps make a hot tag. You see, like you're you're a fan, you're watching in the crowd, and you look down. You're looking down at the, at the you're looking down. And you can see the people on the apron. It's very it's much more noticeable because the because when you're watching it on TV, the camera's not always on them, right? But like when you're when you're in the crowd and you're watching, you see those people on the apron. And they could either be standing there, they could lean, they could be like fucking just chilling. But no, she's fucking moving constantly. She's always got something going on, and uh, and by when, by the time that hot tag comes around, she gets it. She's in there and people are pumped, more pumped about it because they see how fucking pumped she is to get in. That's a big deal. It's mm. a little thing that goes a long fucking way. Yeah, so uh, next up we get a phone call from Eddie Kingston to Chris Jericho on commentary. Says that he's been with his wife for 20 years and he's never seen her cry the way she did when she saw like his burnt face, I guess, and the beatdown. Jericho's <laughs> laughing about this and then he says that he's going to have his revenge on Jericho and Jericho takes that a little bit more seriously. It's <laughs> uh, real worried. This was yeah. so this was so corny and over the top. I was dying <laughs> laughing the entire time. Yeah. And like I, on YouTube, I was scrolling through YouTube and they posted it on YouTube and the title was like like Eddie Kingston calls Chris Jericho with a chilling phone call. And I was like, yeah. there's nothing <laughs> chilling about it. It was so funny. It was super corny. Yeah. Yeah, this was yeah, this was maybe like the most off target uh piece of this feud yet. Yeah, so weird. Hey, it was still it was still but, enjoyable. But but yeah, still enjoyable nonetheless. Yeah, I thought it was really funny and I laughed. So he should have just done some variation on, "Hey Jericho, is your refrigerator running?" <laughs> God. After getting his like face melted off, which I mean I know Joey Barry that you know the flame paper does nothing, but whatever. Well, and, and also like when they showed the when they showed the recap in the slow motion, they just sh- they show it completely missing his face. <laughs> oh, oh God! Well. Like what were they thinking? How did they not see that? Uh, we then have Tony Nese uh, request a match with an undefeated favorite, and it's Danhausen. Even though clearly he teased Hook, so yeah, we'll now have Nese versus Danhausen, uh, which leads us to the second half of that little uh, pairing that they've been teasing: Hook versus JD Drake. I mean, I know Joey loves JD Drake, and 
and he, he was great in this match. I, I fucking, like, he got squashed here, but I thought this match was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was badass. Like, he fucking, yeah, he's goddamn so good. If I didn't know Taz was Hook's old man, I would have thought this was a father-son match. <laughs> <laughs> would a father-son match end, like, just with, like, a squash like this, though? Yeah. Yeah. He gets the belt out. Yeah, oh my god but yeah this was awesome. i mean it was just like really brutal looking um <laughs> you, you see him walking right away yeah, you see him awesome. sorry you see him walking away and he's like wrapping the cord around the playstation like walking away <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry doc go ahead man yeah i, 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 th- I thought this match was really awesome the way the uh, suplex was reversed and the red rum was really cool uh for the win then we get Danhausen comes out, who uh, notes that uh, Nice is going to have, uh, I think he called him, what, menacing Mark Silver or something. like. I can't remember what he called him exactly mm-hmm. from Mark Sterling, but he got his name wrong. Uh, and then he proposed that Hook comes to his corner. Hook just shoves him, and uh, Danhausen gets out, but he leaves a bag of chips for him, and he, Hook looks he, a little guilty. Well, he offers him the chips, and it seems like Hook is going to take it, and it's got the yeah. bow on it. Oh, my God. People fucking love this. Loved yeah, they it. booed when he when he walked away. Yeah, they booed when he walked away the first time. Like Hook's been booed probably, and like, <laughs> uh, and like, dude, and then the shot of the fucking bag of chips laying in the fucking mat in the middle of the ring, like the slow, <laughs> long, like long held yeah. shock. Hook looks so conflicted. It looks like he, it looked like yeah. he was about to start crying. It, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. It, it looked, looked like he looked a little conflicted. He's like, oh no, like you know, it, looked, it, it was good. It was so good. Everybody wants this bad. Everybody knows it's coming. Get ready for that the pop when they finally come together like get ready like that's gonna you think be he's gonna think he's gonna show up that's, in his corner that's gonna be oh yeah that's gonna be pop of the year guaranteed that's gonna be bigger than an eddie kingston pop <laughs> when they finally like like shake hands or whatever that it'll sum up what i don't like about aew in one moment will it i, I can't <laughs> believe you can't get behind hookhausen dude no fucking way. How could you not be excited about Hookhausen? Because it's, just a, it's a, just a goofy angle. It's fun or whatever, I guess, but yeah. it's goofy. It's a goofy angle. And, you know, AEW, dude, especially early on, dude. They, There's they room were, for something like this. They were allowing it's... so many unfunny fucking people to get, like, fucking open mic time, essentially, and it sucked. But, I mean, the fans loved it, you know, and they bought, you know. They I, not like this. Not like this. Yeah, okay, Nobody liked it as much as this. Maybe not, but it just accumulatively... I just don't care about this kind of shit. Like, dude, a bag of chips. Like, get the fuck out of here. This is fucking some Santino shit. I don't think well it's that bad. It. It's not well that f- bad. Oh, there's going to, as I said, there's going to be the day where, like, it's going to be, like, Hook with Danhausen in his corner for the AEW championship. He's going to, yeah. like, take it off MJF. And the crowd's going to go crazy. And you're going to be, like, standing there with Davey, who just has his arms crossed. Yeah. I mean, good. I wanted to see Hook in the fucking fucking competitive angle with a you still can wrestling. you I know still we will. can i know we will but i that i didn't want i didn't want a fucking pit stop a comedic pit stop i don't Dan think it's a comedic a pit stop chips. i think it well, i don't oh, think this it's isn't a comedic... comedy a bag of no, chips no, no, like no, no, he got no, 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 he fucking pot, he fucking crushed his chips that's his he got, gimmick he finally got mad hey i think i think that's, this, that's his I gimmick. Think this gimmick Goofy is i think this gimmick. i think that this uh storyline is all that in a bag of chips oh man okay I love I love this. Right, JD uh, Drake. That's a JD Drake joke. You can't you can't deny <laughs> how fucking pumped people are about this. They are no. I mean, I don't think it's I don't over. think I can't I, I can't blame I don't I can't blame them for doing it because it's it works. I'm just this, saying, just because it works. Dan, like Hook doesn't to like have it. to be a comedy guy. Like he might be associated with he might end up being associated with the comedy guy, 
but yeah, that doesn't mean yeah, he he's is not a comedy. He's yeah, not right, a comedy guy. Right. So that doesn't mean he has to be one. It's he's just, working straight man in this goofy angle. Yeah, I get it. No, I get what it is. Yeah, it's good. And this is it's gonna be fine. And I don't like you say it's Santino shit. I don't agree it's Santino shit. Oh my god. Like it's not that it's not that silly. It's silly, but it's not that silly. Dude, Danhausen is every bit as fucking silly as Santino. Dude, he puts a curse on you. I mean, dude, you may as yeah. well fucking just do the fucking snake or whatever. What was that shit called? The cobra? Yeah. What was that shit called? Dude, Fair come enough. on. It's every bit as goof. And he talks like that. He talks like that. You're going to get some hate talking shit about Dan Housen. Dude, it's, it's whatever. Fair. And, you know, I've seen him. I saw him wrestle a match, and he's okay. You know? Who, Dan Housen? Yeah. You have? Yeah. I've seen him wrestle in Ring of Honor, and he was okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. He's, <laughs> He's competent. Do you like him but, better than uh, Santino? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to offer him the jar of teeth, but I guess you know the, the chips make more sense. End of the day, again, it's one of those things that, like, I don't, you know, I don't like Marvel movies like a lot of people do, but I see why they continue to pump them out because they make fucking money. Dude. But I still hate them. I still oh, have to. Okay, like... so we went and saw fucking. We went. We saw that. Uh, the newest, not the newest Spider-Man movie, but the one before with Davey, and he hated it, if you can believe it. So there, yeah, that's, piece of shit. That's, that's Davey's like, take on the shit just like a, that. Just okay? a series he of hates, fucking, just a series of sequence, just a series of sequences. <laughs> Felt like it was fucking written day of by hacks, like just dull. He hates, oh he hates fun. He just doesn't like it. Yeah, I, I like fun. All right. <laughs> Uh, so we have the final women's Owen Hart qualifier match. Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho. Riho has a new look. She's got uh, black and pink gear. I assume it's supposed to be a Hart Foundation. Uh, More Hart shit reference. Well, I, I mean, just... and this, I mean, this was definitely a match for Troy Bret Hart tribute. I mean, like Yuka Sakazaki is the magical girl. Jericho knows that he's the wizard, so they should get along. But I mean, wrestling's first magical girl was Bret Hart, right? Oh my god! Gimmicks just ripped right from the hearts, right? Well, when I was a kid, that's why I didn't like him because he because he wore pink. <laughs> too feminine for me when I was a kid. <laughs> oh my I'm god! A, I'm I'm 100 serious, dude. Pink was you girl hated shit because he wore, wore yeah, pink. I was six years it old. Is, it is. I mean, I was six years old when I made this decision. Yeah, I was. I was. I always thought about that. That is a weird choice for colors, considering that like. You know, like wrestling was so big with like kids back. I mean, it was you know. Well, I mean, wrestling was. Too, I mean, like, it's there's Heart, literally Heart Foundation were when they hit WWF, they were heels. They were heel heel well, faction. Wrestling had flamboyant stuff in it I since think. fucking Buddy Rogers. So yeah, I don't think he was watching Buddy Heart, Buddy Rogers when he was a kid though. No, Davey, maybe not. But I'm saying like that's nothing. That was nothing new. That's nothing. Yeah, but usually, heel, usually a, the guys that were doing that were working heel. Yeah, well, the Heart Foundation was heel at first, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It, I don't um, know if it was at very, very first, but ultimately, yeah. And Bret Hart was a heel. Yeah, and he just yeah. didn't change his gear when when he did the babyface turn. I always thought like when they had it, I always thought it was like really cool. The pink and black looked cool. Like to me, like that was like, oh, okay, it's okay. Pink is okay. <laughs> I thought I was like I didn't get offended. I was like, oh, okay, all right. He kind of looks cool, I guess. Like, <laughs> uh, but I thought this match was pretty decent. Um, I know that you're not. Uh, I don't think either of you are particularly big fans of Briho. Uh, I don't know if what you guys think of Yuka. I thought this was pretty decent, though. Overall, uh, I, they definitely they're smaller, so they can kind of work their style a little bit better. Yeah, without, you know, suspending disbelief. This was fine because they were. Um, both the same size and um i guess it was fine it was kind of like it felt like i was watching like a not a showcase match what would you call that like um when they had the minis in wwe 
Oh my god! Like it was something that was just completely offshoot. <laughs> like it was just a presentation, a showcase of like a certain style or something like that. Joey misses <laughs> Joey misses Marco stunt, but he won't accept Riho. Mark, I never seen Mark. I never saw Marco stunt fucking sell for pe- or people. I mean, like, I think I think I never seen people, I think like Marco stunt makes people sell for him the way Riho does. <laughs> I think we've established Joe's a bit funny. of a hypocrite with this episode. No, I mean, he, Mar- no, he said Mar- that he likes seeing people get built up, but he shits on Yuta and doesn't like it. Would rather they, they put some old guy in his role. Like, no, I said that somebody he, else he, should get built up. He took up, up for steroid use. Oh my God. <laughs> I said this, that. So he jo- Joey's be... going to pull off a mask and it's going to be Vince McMahon. Oh my God. <laughs> I, Riho is, is, is really tiny. Her gear looked way better. And she's, I mean, listen, she's really talented. Yeah, they're good. they were good. It, it was is, good. It is yeah. it is weird seeing like like a Nyla Rose bump for Riho yeah. elbow or something. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. But but that's not I'm a knock on Riho. Yeah, that's not a knock on Riho. She's really talented actually. Um I thought she's the more talented out of these two, but um yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed this. Yeah, Riho goes over and that finishes up the uh women's bracket. Do we want to talk about that one as well? Yeah, let's go. All right, so Riho is going up against Ruby Soho. Yeah, Ruby Soho is going to fucking advance, I think. I wonder how much money we can make on DraftKings with all this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you, we cl- we'll clean yeah. up. We'll clean up. Yeah, we could. Let's check it out. We'll, we should try let's it test out. Our yeah, we'll, we'll, check, should... we'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Put in just um, enough money that we're okay with losing and just see how much we make. <laughs> pay our pay the hosting fees that we owe to, to EOD here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, we then have Red Velvet versus Hikaru Shida. Okay. Um, um, she think, is hundred percent mm, going over. I think so because she's she's been a good good little worker and put over. Um, Wait, Jade's not in the deep. tournament, right? No, oh, no. Okay, she's put over deep, and yeah, I think yeah. Sheeta. I think Sheeta's going through. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We have a uh, Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader, which we talked about a little bit. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to be awesome. I'm fine with Storm being in the you know the final four or whatever, but this'll, it just sucks that this will be a nail biter just because of how much we want Jamie Hader to win. And hey, That's you true. know what? At least this match is like a little less predictable, right? Because yeah, a good case can be made for either person. For better or worse, this match will have us on the edge of our seat. What one thing it does, it guarantees that this tournament is gonna have one must see match at least. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then we have Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus another Joker. Who do we think this is gonna be? Ember Moon. Really? Yeah, I think it's gonna be Ember Moon or somebody returning. Who would be returning here? Maki Ito. It could be. Oh, very, dude, they brought. They, they <laughs> oh, did. that they, would be great. They brought a lot of these women uh, back uh, from, from Japan uh, back over. And I was like, yes, that's, uh, yeah. that would be an it, actual return. So. Maki Ito could be, yeah. You can that would be secret. great, yeah. especially if she if she advances. That would be great. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I would like to see Maki Ito back. That's my top pick. What else we got? Uh, Sean Spears cuts a promo, says that he's Wardlow's kryptonite. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I don't buy that at all. <laughs> um, and then he like had his chair, which I think like said Kryptonite or something, or like Giant Killer, and it's like he hasn't he like no sold this chair before. Yeah, and he squashed. Sure, yeah. he's, he squashed him in like fucking eleven seconds. We then get an interesting segment with the men of the year. Uh, Lambert is a hometown hero at first, then he buries Baltimore. Ethan Page says that uh, they're not going to do that mixed tag match of Sammy and Ty. That it sucks. Uh, Sammy doesn't seem like a guy to keep his word anyway, so it's off. Then Kazarian comes down and says that he always believed in Scorpio and he wants his shot. That you know he believed that he was a man of his word, and Scorpio tells him that uh, he will be the champion after you know kind of uh, 
that he'll uh, have his title match. The, the title's not going to be passed around like Ty Conti backstage. More slut shaming in this feud. And uh, yeah, funny line that was, that though. Was kind of a funny feud. line. It was a good line. Yeah, though. it was pretty, it <laughs> was pretty funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, it seems uh, Ethan Page and Dan Lambert are going heel, but Scorpio's staying face. Uh, Ethan Weird. Page like buried SCU and so that it's dead and buried, so they don't, you know. Scorpio so we, doesn't owe him anything. Dude, maybe we have something here, like with, uh, you know, Scorpio's going to be, uh, you know, torn between his new partner and his old partner. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah that's it's definitely built, the impression you know, I got. Easy built-in I, story. Dude, exciting. I thought I thought Ethan Page was definitely going babyface, man, with the reactions he's getting. Yeah. He's been getting yeah. on those promos, and like I mean, Lambert, still- I figured, was just going to continue to to bag on people, like bag on heels or bag on uh, especially people that fans are rejecting and, and therefore by, be babyface by proxy. You could easily turn K- Kazarian heel for this eventually. Yeah, but you could turn Kazarian heel, but dude, like that doesn't change the fact that Paige and and Lambert are not going are not going to be babyface going forward. Mm-hmm. And maybe Scorpio is. But you know what? Another thing that could happen is during the match, like Scorpio could just you know resort to heel tactics, and then they're just a heel group again. I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out. Yeah, or, or like fucking Kazarian ends up joining them. Or SCU could reform and then Men of the Year could be Paige and Michael Hogan. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I get but I get I could easily see like this being like a thing. Like remember they remember like when the Undisputed Era they feuded a little bit with uh with um, Roderick Strong and, and Roderick Strong refused to join them and stuff like that. And yeah. Then, but he ended up joining them in the end. I could totally mm-hmm. see that with Kazarian. They need to do something with Kazarian and uh, having him join this and it be like a, a, an extension of what they used to be while being something new for him. It, it could work. One last little detour before the main event. Uh, Jungle Boy attacks Ricky Starks on commentary and holds up the FTW title. They you know, build for that next week. Mm-hmm. Then that takes us to Jay Lethal versus uh, Kanosuke Takeshita. Uh, I have never seen Takeshita before. He is from DDT, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, they did a nice little video package for him. Uh, he's been in uh, AEW for a few matches in the past. Uh, I, mean, I think he was on a one in Dark recently. And I thought this match was pretty awesome. Yeah, this match was uh, fucking killer. Holy shit. I wish yeah, I had I more time. Yeah, I had never seen this guy before, and he he looked great. Um, I also noted uh, during the uh, Mark Henry, uh, you know, time for the main event segment, I love like Jay Lethal's crew there. I think that like they all just like mesh together really well as like the yeah. steel unit. Um, and even Sotnam, like I think he like what his role, like I think he does it like perfectly well. Yeah, and he fills them out just fine and does his job. Yeah, for sure. Right now it's good. You know, it's just a matter of you know if he gets in the ring and has matches and he's an embarrassment, it's gonna kill it. But these right the, now, it's... these are the exact same things you said about Wardlow just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and if and if Wardlow fucking shat the bed, it would have yeah, killed the whole right. fucking MGF. I say you know, just have more point. faith. I don't think they're gonna just put this guy in here who's gonna be like the the next great Kali. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, think I, he's gonna they be have, that bad. They have a good enough track record that I think people are. Gonna he be has surprised. like a lot more. Like I think he's got a lot better poise than like the great Kali. Like easily, I, like, you can easily him. tell that. And his dribble this week was way better. Looked way more brutal. <laughs> yeah, like the best friends come out after. Uh, Jay Lethal wins, and uh, was it, he had uh, Chuck Taylor right, and just mm-hmm. starts like just <laughs> dribbling him into the mat. Oh my god, it looked so good! Like he was taking such good bumps for it, and like yeah. 
But yeah, back to, uh, that's cool and all. But back to the it looks match. like it looks like they're teasing. By the way, Satnam and Orange Cassidy. Oh yeah, <laughs> there dude, was a big stare. Oh my out god! Yeah, show. straight up. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so Dream weird. Match. That's so weird. But like, dude, uh, like this match though. Let's get back to the match. It was fuck, man. Oh my god, dude. You just like if you forget how good Jay Lethal is. God, what a showcase for both of them. But especially Jay Lethal, just how he's so valuable to any roster because of how good mm-hmm. he makes people look and yeah he's he's that tier of a wrestler it's like some eddie guerrero shit like he's that, that guy, he's, yeah. he's like that level man like oh my god dude he was so good here and like the fucking bumps he was taking like uh just that fucking top rope fucking uh lariat. the top rope clothesline oh yeah. my like, god oh that's just, so cool awesome. yeah just there was so is many cool great sp- man yeah yeah they were great and like but dude Jay Lethal worked his ass off to help make this guy, to help him look good. And yeah. damn, dude, that, that, just, that just can't be understated. People probably came away liking to, like people like that don't have that eye to see how good Jay Lethal is or how good he is at getting people to, um, like getting making people look good would probably really like, would probably came away liking Takeshita more. But dude, Jay Lethal was the MVP of this match. He was just on another level with how good he was. It's like some straight Ric Flair shit. Like, like yeah, modern Ric yeah, Flair I shit. I thought they were both really good. I thought they both made each yeah. other look really fucking good. Yeah. They, but they and did. Like, they definitely and one thing did. I was going to say, too, to like kind of like put over like why I think like Lethal's so good is like the Lethal Injection kind of requires a bit of st- uh, setup as like mm-hmm. a finishing move, but he does it like so fucking seamlessly. Yeah. Like, I, like the way he wins, like they're like, um, I think he was uh, rolled up, and then he like kicks out of it and just like flips into the ropes and then hits the lethal injection. It was fucking sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was after some distraction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had the first one had been reversed, but his time his timing was like, just fucking dead on. Yeah, it was, and yeah. it allows for some spectacular and dramatic reversals too, like mm-hmm. that first one. Like, oh yeah. my god, it was so, this was so much fun. What do you guys think about um, Excalibur on commentary? Because I know a lot of people shit on him. I think he's fine. Like he just he reminds I really me like, like him. He reminds me of like Mike Tanay, but um, I think he's fine. Oh man, I don't think I don't think I would, he reminds I would me take, of Mike Tanay at all. I would, I I would think, take I would take like Mauro Ronaldo over him, but I'll take him yeah, over a fucking Michael Cole for excite, or for okay for excitement. Yeah, I agree. But that guy is a machine. Like he handles all the bits of business. Yeah, like seamlessly. Yeah. They ask oh, him to do. They ask him to do so much, and he's like a fucking encyclopedia. Yeah, and I know like the Mauro and all is too. Not as much as mm. not, no, dude. Fucking Excalibur is deep on like he knows all the indie yeah. guys. He knows all the Japanese that's true, guys. That's true. Like, and I know like when he's talking about the jumping knee, and I know that's not like a deep cut, but he was talking about like the lineage. He put over like the whole like, history of it and everything. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. He's... Yeah. I mean, he talked about the lineage from Juni Akiyama to Takeshita, and before yeah. that, like Jumbo Saruta, obviously, and mm-hmm. like you see Eddie doing that a lot too. By the way, so yeah. he's probably he might have to stop doing it. But um, <laughs> if 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 it's if Takeshna is joining the you know AEW yeah. even as a part timer, but I know it's not a deep cut, but man, like he's fucking preaching the gospel. You're right. You're you know you're right about that. And you know when I'm thinking when I talk about it, I'm thinking of like just like raw skill, and not just so much as like content. I think he I think he does have a lot of raw skill. I think he's just he does a great I just, talker. I just, I just don't he think... can he can transition from one thing to another. He's very he can call everything. I just, just don't think the, he's as good as Mauro Ronaldo. That's all. He, he doesn't have he doesn't have the excitability factor that Ronaldo and and that too. yeah. I don't know if he ever will, and that's the shortcoming. But other than that, man, I think he's really good. People yeah. shit on him. Yeah, I don't the, get it. Like, I I don't shit on him at all. I I I I, I do think like he's really good. I just don't think like I just. 
I if I had a dream commentary team, he probably wouldn't be on it still. It's just weird that they have Jr. paired with him. Yeah, you know, another play-by-play guy traditionally who's uh, who's not capable uh, of much excitement at all. What were you gonna say, Doc? Yeah, I was gonna say because you kind of talked about how the way he handles his, like the business for the company too. Like I've been thinking about that like the past few weeks. Like we're all like underselling how much he does that. Like where he just like spits out like a month's yeah. worth of content in like a minute. Yeah, and like his like he just like fast talks through it, but like you could totally hear and understand everything he's saying. It's, yeah, it's honestly is. really impressive. Straight, yeah, yeah, I can agree with that 100%. He's he's very valuable, man. I, I just wish that uh, they need to, since he, like you were saying, Joe, he doesn't have Maru's like excitability. That's why he needs somebody who brings that. And it's not JR. And unfortunately, it's not um, Shivani. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. And it's not Tony Shivani, you know, and I, as much as I like him to a degree, you know. Yeah, agreed. Um, we're ready to move on to some questions. Yeah, yeah. So we have a few questions this week if you want to introduce them. All right. So uh, I'll start off with this one. We got a couple from uh, Comrade Bard. Uh, his first question is, uh, what cave fave moment do you wish was real? And I'll start uh, when Vince McMahon's limo exploded. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Oh, my. Oh, my God. That's so good. <laughs> Neither one of us are going to. I'm not even going to try to top that. Uh, yeah, how do we top that? How do we fucking top that? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Okay, that's good. Oh, question answered. Thank you, Comrade Bard, for sending in that question. Holy shit. Uh, do, do you want to do his second question or do you want to do the yeah, other one? Yeah, let's do his second question. All right. Uh, what's your current? What's your current more billion dollar booking idea? Okay, I got this, and this Uh-oh. is coming back to what we were talking about with. Uh, Let me guess. It's, Layla, it's a Layla Warlow. Hirsch one, isn't it? No, but uh, did you guys hear the story about uh, no, the guy who picked no, up a hitchhiker no, in Florida? No, and... no, yes, you told us that. Please, no. no. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So we know. We know. We know. MJF is. Um, in, gonna be in Long Island for this contract signing, and he's a huge baby face there, right? Right. And and Wardlow's gonna be there, and like, what is that dynamic gonna be like? Because Wardlow is getting huge baby face reactions, and crowds are eating this shit up, right? <laughs> yeah. The way the like... way to do this is have Wardlow obviously spent a lot of time with MJF. The way to do it is when shit was going sour, have Wardlow like put out pull out a cell phone or something, or, or better yet, like have the clip. Like a cell phone recorded clip, like, like ready to go on the loudspeaker. <laughs> yeah, he's got DraftKings open. He's chosen like what will happen during the Wardlow MJF session. Se- uh, session. He will have chosen. Wardlow will have like when shit was going south with MJF. He recorded him a few times, and he has him on tape talking about Long Island being a shithole, and like he couldn't w- wait to get out of there, and like all the women have fucking syphilis and shit like that, and just burying Long Island like behind the scenes, right? he's got it on like he's got audio of it and that like fucking gets him over as a heel on long island then he grabs a mic and just confirms it right now that he's busted and then warlow gets to be babyface all right it's not a billion dollar booking idea but it's a thousand dollar booking but is it a more billion dollar booking idea that'll pay like one one of their salaries yeah maybe half of it (laughs) oh that's my booking idea for next week anyway Oh my god! What about you, Joey? I don't know if I, I can't even stop thinking about that fucking. 
your fucking answer to the last question. I'm still laughing about it. I have no idea. I don't even know what my million dollar booking idea is. Maybe it's the one I talk about all the time. JD uh, Drake. Yeah, just just replace <laughs> replace literally. JD booking. Drake plumber gimmick. I, my my million dollar booking. <laughs> <laughs> Just wake up every morning and go to work like you. All right, here's my million dollar booking idea. Here's the no, here it is. It's here's the faction. Are you ready? It's uh, Gringo Loco. This is for okay. AEW. Gringo Loco, JD Drake, and uh, early morning guy Steel in a faction. Oh and, yeah, and they uh, they they introduced the trios championship finally, and they go all the way and completely smash through. And become the fucking first trios champions. Yeah, they, they beat the undisputed elite, Death yeah. Triangle, the House of Black, yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All three of them. The storyline yeah. is they met on an offshore drilling rig. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely, definitely the more billion dollar booking idea. Oh my God. God damn it. That was good. Right. Thank you guys for, thank you guys so much for listening to the show this week. Uh, we always appreciate you. Keep an eye out for more stuff. Uh, if you'd like to send in a question to be answered uh, to us and we say your name on the show and uh, give you props and stuff like that, send in our send in questions. Tweet us. You can email us at uh, monsterpoppod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, tweet us uh, with the hashtag askmonsterpop. And we look through those and whatever questions we have, we like to answer them on the show. So we got a lot of cool stuff planned. So make sure you stay tuned in and we will see you guys next week. And may your week be filled with mini monster pops. Catch you guys later. Yeah, see ya.